What's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? We got another motherfucking episode of Binge. Still not canceled. Still not. I thought we were going to go, like, maybe a handful of episodes, and then they'd be like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> but we're still around. We're still hanging out. We're still kicking. We're still doing the goddamn thing. Uh, if my voice sounds weird to any of you guys, don't worry. I didn't get COVID. It's just that allergy season is upon us, and I am just enough of a nerd that everything in my fucking face is draining into my lungs. <laughs> But today I'm very excited. Uh, I haven't seen this fucking guy in a hot ass minute, Mr. Joe My Side. What's up, dude? Just ready to talk, <laughs> <laughs> conversate, right with an with an adult that with you're him. not married to. You know, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. This last year, it hasn't. I mean, we all know. Yeah, the conversation is a uh, is a thing of the past almost. Yeah, and uh, how old are your kids now? You have a you have a few of them now. I have a few. We are outnumbered at home. You, the, the, <laughs> the children outnumber the grown ups. Grown ups in quotations. Yeah, major quote. Yeah. Anytime I've done an interview like this, I do hand motions. I'm right. Like, no one can fucking see that. So that's all right. I think I did an episode where I was doing like box hands where you're like making a square like it's like you know this size and i'm like i should probably clarify that yeah. i fucking did that this isn't you know like also video or whatever <laughs> but uh we have a one-year-old she's, mm -hmm. she's rounding the corner to two right on. we have a three-year-old you know i was gonna say around the corner to four but no he's got a ways to go and then my oldest that lives with me part-time uh she is nine just turned nine so oh shit we got attitude learning how to talk and shitting pants constantly <laughs> so it's great so it's just like being back at punk shows it really is <laughs> you know everyone's fucking on something all the time is what it seems like pretty much it's yeah. just rowdy i mean i was basically in a mosh pit before i came here exactly so. dude and that was just to get a kid's fucking shirt on or something yeah, like that it, i'm sure exactly everything is a fucking end of the world and i'll be all dude, war you know <laughs> my son was mad earlier that his mom picked a booger out of his nose and then <laughs> he was like i want my booger back basically and just like losing oh that's okay we're talking about boogers <laughs> This oh, trust me, if they're listening to this fucking show, yeah. they're totally on board with whatever. Yeah, your dad, you know, you know. Yeah, going dude, on, my four-year-old, I swear to God, uh, it about broke my heart because last time I had her, I had to take her back to her mom's and everything. And mm -hmm. so we're pulling into her mom's apartment complex or whatever. And she goes, no, I want to go home with you. And I go, yeah. I'm sorry, honey, but we got to I got to drop you off here. And she just starts throwing a fit in my car about going home. Yeah. And I was like. Dude, I cannot fucking wait to just be like, yeah, you want to go home with dad? Yeah. Sounds fucking great. Let's yeah, do that. <laughs> it's the best. I get referred to as the fun parent. Nice. <laughs> I'm, here I am doing quotations. Yeah, no, no, one gets it. It. Yeah. No, no one gets to see it. Um, well, because yeah. it's a, it's your wife is Sam Green, Samantha yeah, Green. Samantha Green. And yeah. uh, for those of you out there in Tulsa land that you're like, why does that name sound familiar? She's the one of the bartenders at Rabbit Hole. True. Formerly yep. of Yeti. Of Yeti. And uh, just a good fucking time, that lady. Yeah, yeah. And dude, the other day she brought up that rabbit hole was like three years old or something. And I was like, what? I haven't been in the Yeti in three years. Right. Like it was such a staple. You have like hanging out, great music. Just, oh, just all shit. around good times. I yeah. mean, even when it was the pistol, just. I've played the rowdiest fucking shows in that building. Dude, I remember you know? going to some of those shows in that second room of the Yeti that yeah. were just fucking ridiculous. Like, am I, gonna I saw sloppy seconds there. Like I yeah, saw. I think I, I played was, that show. I think you did yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I played that show. No, I was, I was talking to someone not too long ago uh, about the bands that we'd seen in Tulsa and yeah. like how we missed shows and everything. And we started going deep dive, dude. Like yeah. we even brought up Vito Nine Fingers at no one shit. point. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We were in that. Yeah, it was you one of your bands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was in that. We. Should, what? Let's do that list. Let's do your oh Tulsa bands that you've been in. All the bands ever. 
I don't know about all ever. Okay. We, this is just an hour podcast. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just uh, because, like, I, just for the people that maybe they don't know, like, all the bands that you were in or whatever. Okay. Maybe they just know your acoustic stuff or maybe they just know you from the Veto days or anything like that. Okay. Well, all right. We'll, we'll start with the first, I guess, quotes relevant. Right. Like, <laughs> the first band I was in that, like, started drawing a crowd in kind of the name my side started to to develop yeah yeah it was called a boiler and fuego and i was get, i always thought that, that i could never remember who all was in that fucking band it was me uh do you know nick del Dernier? yes he was the drummer it was like his band really he started the band okay well uh, uh, dirty was in that band wasn't he at, uh, at one point he was in it right on, yeah. uh, i think Zeb. that was the reason too is because it was like anytime you're at one of those shows we were just fucked up yeah, it was oh, not yeah. a show that it was like, oh, we'll take it easy tonight. It's oh, like, well, the flag was playing tonight, so it was part. You want a pregame or? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was it was wild. So that that was like teenage years, right? You know, that was back whenever uh, the my side thing was kind of like, yeah, full force. And yeah, all that. we were all like just homeless punks living yeah. everywhere in Tulsa, <laughs> and so it was my side because we live on every side of town, right? <laughs> and uh, and that then really I, summed it up quite nicely. That, that, that was some really good nutshell. Yeah, I mean, that that was exactly how it came about. <laughs> Um, and then Vito came right. out of that, and then what came out of that? Shutdown that sequence. One, Vito was kind of one of your first, like you toured and everything like that. Yeah, right? the first tour I ever was, went on tour in quotes, like right. you know, I'm going out of town for a week with a bunch of drunk friends, right. and we're <laughs> gonna be hungry, you right? Know? Instead uh, of drinking at the normal bars, exactly. we're across state lines drinking at that bar. Like. Exactly, <laughs> nothing glamorous, you know. But we called it a tour because, like, hey, we're getting the fuck out of Oklahoma with right. with our guitars, like we're doing something. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that that band was a lot of fun. It kind of set the momentum for the rest of the music that I would right. play in my adult life. Um, what came out of that shutdown sequence? Go mm-hmm. was like a hodgepodge of Abuela members and Vito members. Right. And then I got kicked out of that band. All, also, <laughs> all my all the same friends. You know, they're right. like Joe. Like <laughs> fuck you. And then Streetlight Fight started when I yeah, got see, kicked that out. One, of that one I think is probably around the time that you started being like, you know what. Let's fucking do this shit. Let's just play punk rock. Yeah, like, because I just remember I'd seen you in the other bands, but when it came to Streetlight, it was like you, Sam, Crow, uh, uh, who was your drummer then? It was uh, Jordan. Jordan's was always Jordan? been yeah. the drummer. It's uh, me and Jordan are the only original yeah, yeah. members. And then, uh, but I just remember seeing Streetlight and it was one of those like aha moments where you're just like, all right, here we go. Hell yeah. Like, I'm, I'm ready to watch this shit yeah, now. Yeah. And it was like, you guys started playing a little bit more often, like, you know, started scheduling more tours and i was fucking stoked i was like let's do this shit like right, i'm ready right, to fucking watch this yeah, shit Street Life was always fun i mean we're technically still a band it's just me and jordan and then whoever wants to i fill really in. love that about tulsa music that it's <laughs> like well technically it's still a band and if you wanted to you could book them you just yeah. have to give them like a month or two to remember their shit yeah like, yeah <laughs> it's like we just play the same songs we played right when we started in, in 2007 like we just, so yeah we've been a band since 07 when the big ice storm happened Oh yeah, the yeah. snowpocalypse. Yeah, we played our first show right as that melted. Very cool. Yeah, we didn't get to practice because they, all the power was out. Right, and we we're like, "Fuck it, it's punk rock." Fuck, it's punk, dude. Who yeah. gives a shit? And we played at the old mustard tree, and then is yeah. that even still a venue? It's not. It's for rent or sale or Fuck, something. We're getting old, dude. Yeah, when we got That's our vaccine <laughs> shots, we drove past it, and I was like, "Hey, Sam, I used to like play terrible <laughs> shows in there." My favorite is whenever you bring up the pink eye to someone and they don't know what it is, yeah. and you're like, fuck, I'm old. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> gravel now, but man, 
But I grew up in that building. Yeah, yeah. you know, I grew up leaving that building with the ringing ears and just all that shit. I remember seeing some of my favorite bands there that were just. That was back whenever it was really cool to know bands that no one else knew. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Pink Eye was really good at booking those bands, so. Yeah, but, it's still uh, cool to know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still have it in your back pocket. Yeah, like, right. oh, what was that? Pink Eye, bitch? Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There's bands there that, I don't know, Shook Ones and Hour of the Wolf are two bands that people know who they are, but it's also kind of a back pocket band, like you said. Oh, for sure. You know, and I remember watching them play to, actually, even crazier story, the band A Day to Remember, not my type of music, yeah. but they're like, they're fucking huge now. Oh, yeah. They have got some pretty fucking loyal fans. Yeah, they played Pink Eye to like four people the first time they came through. And then every time they came through, it would be like, now they're playing Pink Eye and it's sold out. Now they're playing like the other side. Then they're playing Canes. And then they right. played the BOK Center. It was cool to watch Fuck yeah. those bands like that band come well, through that and was, just get that bigger That was kind of bigger. the idea at first. Was yeah. That we were wanting to watch the bands come up and do yeah. great. And that was why we went to the show. Now it's like they go to the shows to be like seen there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, like, oh, I was there, yeah. And then they got their arms crossed in the back and all mm-hmm. that shit. And I'm like, fuck you. But yeah. uh, so then from Streetlight, it went like, uh, you, then you're... you're Where society came, society, came society, out of Streetlight. More kind of like, a, it's still punk, but more of like a hip-hop a Hip-hop angle. thing. And I moved to Iowa briefly because I got kicked out of society. Right. Also, by all my friends. <laughs> and uh, moved to Iowa, joined a punk band there, traveled with them, got back from the tour and was like, Fuck, I'm in Iowa. I'm going home. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. So, oh, that's awesome. Move back home. Uh, fuck, I don't remember what I did. I think I just partied for like two years. I didn't do anything. I mean, we've all we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, oh, I joined Penny Mob. That's what I did. That's yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, I feel like I remember seeing Penny Mob. Yeah. And be like, is that Joe? <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we'll we'll get through it quick. So, Penny Mob from Penny Mob, I started playing bass, and I joined the Last Slice, and then that was like, oh yeah, those dudes were pro. They were right. like, everything has to be right. Like you. You can't play like you play, bro. Like you can't <laughs> jump around and fuck shit up. This isn't improv. Yeah, like. like you have to play perfect. So that was a huge challenge. But I also became a dad while I was in that band. There you go. And we toured a lot. We like recorded records. It was like the probably the most professional thing I was ever part of. Right. And I was like, this isn't my cup of tea, bro. Like <laughs> I'm I'm sloppy. So right. You're like, dude, I'm a, I'm punk. Like yeah, I don't, I don't do this. Shit. I'm just not good at being that serious. At music, because it's like an outlet, not a job. Well, yeah, there's like it's a, there's a difference. Like you can take your music seriously, yeah, but still have fun with it. Like. Yeah, yeah. And so, what was that? Last slice from there. Quit that band because I was like, I'm a dad. I need to like, I like went and got a big boy job at my dad's work right. and just quit playing music. Street like I asked to play a show, and technically we were still a band, you know. Again, technically, so, yeah. So we played a house show, and then. Like, music started back over after that. Right. Well, and because, like... Uh, oh, hold on a second. I think I, ha- I had you on the wrong wrong mic. Hold on a second. I'm trying to figure this out. We're okay. very professional Okay, that's here. cool, man. <laughs> hey, I, I've played... I was just talking about playing a house show. That's how it goes. Yep, we're good. We are good. We are good? Okay, cool. I'm really going to stop getting high before I come do this, because <laughs> then I'm, like, looking at the soundboard going, wait. Yeah, like, what's going on? <laughs> well, because I recorded one whole episode with uh, Adam and Ashlyn Benson. They okay. did Shit's Creek. Or no, at first they did Ted Lasso. We did the entire hour recording. Then I went back to listen to it, and I had him on the wrong mic. Oh, man. And so we had to re-record and all that shit. It was a whole fucking thing. It's hard to, like, capture that. 
it's, magic again. Oh yeah. So we were like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing a different episode. Like we're doing a di- whole new episode, different show, the whole nine. I don't fucking care. Wow. But uh, I was really wanting to make sure that we didn't. I have PTSD about it now because <laughs> now every time I'm like, wait, we gotta double is check. It right? Is it right? Yeah. But uh, and so uh, Penny Mob and then Last Slice Last and Slice. then from Professional and they're very. Like, cause I remember I worked somewhere. We booked Last Slice, and they were wildly professional, even Dude. just on the booking end of things. Yeah, they're they were they're the real deal. Like, yeah, and they, man, they almost made it. Like, made it. Yeah. whatever that is to people, but um, their like van got stolen in Florida. Like a whole big thing happened. Man, All of their course. shit, and it just it like fucking Florida. Yeah, like. it just kind of <laughs> obliterated the band. Um, so after Last Slice, what I do? I did. Streetlight got back in society, and then society was like, "Okay, this is my baby now." Right, and we took it like super serious. Yeah, because like you guys went still on tour fun. and shit like that. Yeah, because like, like, I remember I was enlisted at the time, and I was okay. stationed in El Paso, and you guys yeah. were coming through town, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I'll get to see you." And then whenever I didn't go to the show, I, I think I either messaged you yeah, or Devo, I'm, and I go, hey, man, I'm sorry I missed your show, but I got a really good excuse. And you're like, what is it? I was like, I was in jail. <laughs> and I, you're like, that's pretty fucking yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I remember like going back and forth or something like that. We played a shithole anyway there. And yeah. the first band, when they left, they took all the mic stands. So we had to hang <laughs> the mics from the ceiling. And so we're playing. That's some petty Dude, ass shit. They paid us in spaghetti, champagne, and cocaine. That's... That's probably one of the most punk fucking yeah. things I've ever heard. It was wild, dude. <laughs> and then we like, it, man, I could, I, just, I could go. <laughs> we're here to talk about TV, not tours. Right, I, right. I could talk and talk and talk about <laughs> shit I've seen and done on the road. Well, and then so society, I remember you guys kind of like started, uh, kind of being like, okay, l- less is more now. Like we'll kind of yeah. back away from it. We and, started becoming dads, and yeah. a close friend of ours passed away at the the band house, and it kind of yeah. it just kind of fucked everybody up. So it's really hard to get into it after something like that. But yeah, you know. so we kind of not to be a bummer, but you know, we like that band just kind of dissolved. We're all yeah. still homies and stuff, but it just right. it just it ran its course a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Then from there, Streetlight is always like always been in the background. But then I started, right. uh, I started solo music, and yeah, I was kind of going through like a divorce that. and stuff. So I started like really writing really sad music, you know. And <laughs> hey, man, write what you know, right? You know? <laughs> you know. And but I was like, oh shit, I can like make money and not have to share it with anyone now. There you go. And I'm not a great singer, but. I can get by See, and I, do it, you I know. So genuinely, I just, like I listened to your that first one that that you really it was a uh, uh, leaves right it was okay, the first yeah. song that you released yep. as far as like with your solo stuff. And I remember the comment that you even made when you posted it. You were just like, "I'm just not a really great singer." And I go, "Fuck you, dude!" <laughs> like I fucking love this shit. It's well, good. I appreciate it. Well, no, it was one of those like it was it was a it was a duality situation because at the one hand I'm like, "Fuck yeah, my, my homie's doing some shit. It sounds good." And then on the other one, I was like. Fuck you for making me think that I was going into this being like, all right, I'll give him with a grain of salt. <laughs> Fuck the salt, man. This was good. <laughs> I appreciate it. And it, then, but after you did some solo shit, you did the uh, the sorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that's my favorite band I've ever done. Man, honestly. that was because I it, really enjoyed that one too. Thanks, like, man. It was fucking great. It and, really uh, captured like Tom Petty influences and the Menzingers and bouncings, like all of those like song like we sat down and wrote fucking songs right. you know what i mean like we thought shit out and wrote Fuck it yeah, dude. and so that was just that was fun and we toured our asses off like we played yeah. non-stop i was like well my home life sucks so i'm just gonna <laughs> fucking like run from it basically what should we call this one i don't know i'm fucking sad yeah so how about the sorrow exactly dude <laughs> yeah i mean it was there it was like wearing my life 
on my sleeve 100% at that time. Right. And then that just stopped happening. I joined Merlin Mason. I was going to say, yeah. I feel like that ha- that same thing happened that I was talking about. That yep. I, was like, I went to go see Merlin Mason and I go, is that fucking Joe? Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, that was fun. That was... Now I am. I am that might have been the best band I've been in. I'm not trying to get anyone's hopes up, but yeah. I am going to talk to Mike Williams about trying to book Merlin Mason. I'm, I'm already talking about booking him solo because he does the same thing you do. It's yeah, like he's got yeah. his bands and then he does his solo shit. He's way better. But I'm genuinely <laughs> going to talk to him and be like, "Hey, dude, so how do you feel about Merlin Mason playing?" We we've discussed. Not that I'm like a deciding member in that. Right. I'm kind of like a "Hey, Joe, can you play this?" type of thing. Like right. there are way more solid members of that band because a lot of people well, because been like there's it. been quite a few members of that band yeah, right? yeah yeah but i think kind of across the board everyone's favorite lineup and i'm happy to be a part of that when people say that um mike tony cameron ethan from the last slice uh-huh. like insane good drummer yeah and then i just somehow got to play with that group of people right and it's really cool because everyone in the band is a front man in another band. Right. So you have a <laughs> dynamic of all these like personalities trying to lead big ass personalities. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it was like, I feel like I'm definitely on the low end of the totem pole when it comes to <laughs> talent amongst the others, but always just fun. Your goddamn self down, dude. dude. I'm man, gonna, I'm, I'm just being honest. Dude. Like those motherfuckers can play and I just show up at the time when I, I joined them. I my them, favorite part about that though, of you being like every one of these guys is, you know, a front man, another band and big personalities. I'm like, yeah, but if you met any of you motherfuckers, you wouldn't think that at all at first because every one of you in conversation is kind of quiet if you don't know the yeah. person. <laughs> Fair like enough. every one of you, like Tony is an exception, like when he was bartending, but that's yeah. about it. That is the litmus as far as like everything else. Can we just talk about how nice that dude is? That is such a nice <laughs> motherfucker. And it's just, it's insanity. It really is. It because is. you're just like, oh, here he comes, Mr. Punk Rock. <laughs> yep. And then he walks up to you and he's like, hey, how you doing? And you're like, yeah. what the he's got fuck? The, he's got that arm. That he always leans on the bar, yep. and he kind of leans into it and smiles, and you're like, "I'm about to have a good time." This yeah, motherfucker's yeah. about to bright my day. Yeah. I just want to buy more drinks from you. Yeah, dude, he's he's fucking great. Uh, but no, and then like his, uh, he has top five in my opinion all time downtown Tulsa bartender laughs. Yeah, because he laughs with his whole fucking body, <laughs> and you're just like, "I am funny, thank yeah, you." Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's that's good. That's but no, good. I am definitely gonna try and pitch that and try and see if we can get. Merlin Mason booked at First Shop and see if we can see if we can get that going. Uh, if nothing else, just yeah. for a show or two, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, Ethan lives in California, but well, a little bird know. may have told me that he might be visiting this Ooh. summer. So there, there might be that uh, bird is looking out for me, man. There might. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I'll see. I don't want to take. I see. Yeah, I'll let, Mike, I'll let Mike be the guy that says what. Well, happens. Uh, if my scheduling's right. I think he's next week. Mm. We're going to have him on the show next week. So. No shit? Yeah. I need to leave him a fucking shitty note in here somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, I, yeah, I just love the idea of you leaving a shitty note, <laughs> but don't sign it or anything. So there's an air of mystery to the note for the other podcasts that yeah. record in here. Yeah, like, what the fuck? There's like, who the fuck is pissed at me? I don't know. <laughs> Man, Mike, so Mike joined Streetlight briefly right before COVID. Right. And also an amazing musician and absolutely he makes you play better like makes you not like right like oh i gotta keep up like he make like, he dads everyone in the band <laughs> he's like that wasn't very good <laughs> like fuck bro i'm your friend <laughs> i can hear him saying that shit in my head and somehow it's worse if yeah. it's in that tone <laughs> it's like uh and he'll show you a riff and but it's like this and then i'm gonna air guitar for people listening he does something i'm like 
I can't learn like that, right. dude. <laughs> right? Like I've watched like him play with certain people to where like you can tell they're not keeping up. Yeah. And he just slowly turns while playing and I'm like, I felt that. Oh, like, dude. It's not that he's mad, he's just disappointed. Yeah, he's just like and that's how I felt in that lineup. So when I say like I felt like I was always the guy that was like, just don't look at the rest of the band. Right. But I at the time I was in like six bands, so I would show up and I would have just a giant piece of paper mm-hmm. with like song titles and letters written next to it. And be like, Okay, what song are we playing? It has these notes and I would just like because we never practice and I would just like figure it out as we start playing, you know, and just be like, okay, this, okay. I remember this song now. I think I got it. You know, and just, that was kind of that band, but. Well, and I mean like, uh, as far as, you know, with, uh, we should probably do actually the show. Hold okay. On okay. Uh, what, so you wanted to talk about, uh, mind hunter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why if it was at like some show that I'm not really into, I'd be like, yeah. we could probably keep talking yeah, about yeah, Tulsa yeah. some music for yeah, a little we bit. We could do that forever, man. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like I, the person I was talking to not too long ago about Tulsa music, we went for, I want to say something like a couple hours. Yeah. Just talking about old Tulsa bands that we'd seen, like the ones we missed, the venues we missed. Like we got to talking about the Hive. Like, oh man, all kinds of shit. I worked there for a long time. Jesus, shit, yeah, <laughs> shit was wild. I mean, but uh, I mean, in keeping with kind of like you know scumbag type shit, dark shit, you know, mm-hmm. Mindhunter dude, like serial killers and it's... and psychology and all that. Like, yeah. are you caught up on it? Yeah, I've watched. Uh, well, there are two seasons out, right? Two and right now. Yeah, to come out with another one, I believe. I think it got renewed. Yeah, for I saw. Well, what in this day and age, it was like the the headline was they're talking about it. Okay, and that's all they need to post. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, let me know whenever that happens. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, but uh, uh, like, what what is it? Are you more on the side of as far as like why you enjoyed it? Are you more on the side of like the psychology side of it of them figuring things out, or are you on the side of it of like? Yeah, serial killers are fucking kick ass. Man, I feel like the psychology part yeah. o- overall. Yeah. Um shit. I'm I'm trying to think like how to start this because like I don't want to say fascination with serial killers, but an interest. I feel like fascination's you know? a fair one though. Is, is like, that a fair one? That's totally fair so because feel, they are like it, fascinating. Yeah, I feel like it's a almost cliche thing for people to say. So I don't want to sound right. like, oh, this guy's. Well, also no, I'm one of those guys that like I've had. I have people that I'm still friends with that when they get drunk or whatever, they'll be like, "Do you remember when we met?" And the first thing you ever asked me was, "Who's your favorite serial killer?" Oh, I go, dude. "Yeah, I do that a lot." Yeah. Okay, so on on that note. My oldest daughter's mother. Yeah. I met some of her in-laws many years ago. Okay. And they are from Wisconsin. And they're like, oh, hey, we're from Wisconsin. And the first thing out of my mouth was, oh, there's a lot of serial killers from there. And they were just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And later down the road, they actually bought me a shirt and sent it to me. And it said, it had like the outline of the state. And it was like, home of the... United States most famous serial killer, something like that. Something along those lines, and yeah. I just remember being like, oh, that, what a first impression. But to me, in the circle I was in, yeah. that's normal. Absolutely. But these people are like, what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> it, like, if I just meet someone and, like, they have, you know, just, you know, they say something along those lines, mm-hmm. I would 100% bring that up. Be like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's a lot of serial killers out there. Yeah. But my crowd and everything, like the people that we hang out with, it would be like, oh, yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Like, wouldn't even miss a fucking beat. Like, we just keep going. And like, oh, have you heard of this one? And yeah. Like, like, oh, did you hear about this guy? Yeah. Like, no fucking way. I never heard about that guy. Yeah, I'll right. have to research him tonight. And then right there, best friends forever. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, he, you can run into him anywhere and it'll be like, hey, let's let's pick up where we left off. Like, <laughs> man, I, I. Who is your favorite serial killer? I feel like I know the most probably about Dahmer. 
Dahmer. Maybe. Yeah. He going back to what you were saying, like he is using the using your word, like he is one hundred percent fascinating. Yeah. From he, a strictly psychological standpoint, because you're just kind of like, what what kind of a shitty day do you have to have to be like, man, that guy's hot. I want to take a power drill to his skull. Right. Like, that's a weird fucking leap. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think that's the interesting part. Like, I'm very analytical. Like, all my jobs have always been, like, logistics-based, even managing yeah. a kitchen. Like, okay, logistically, how do we get from point A to point B in yep. as little steps as possible? As quickly so, and efficiently as exactly. we can. So a serial killer is doing the same thing because they're hunting, if, right. you, if you think about it, right? So. Well, okay. yeah, with a different end goal, you know. Exactly. Like, so, your end goal is good pizza. Theirs was murder. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how do you go from waking up, having your morning coffee with frozen dicks in your fridge, to right. like, <laughs> I need to add to my frozen dick collection? Like, well, how do I get there? You know, let's go to the right? gay like, bar. Because yeah, it's not like somebody. they they you know were willy nilly about any of this shit. Like, it, I'm I'm right there with you that it's like they planned that out. Like, yeah. at what point during your day are you just kind of like, I feel like murdering tonight? Yeah, checklist, to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> Cut dick off and freeze it. Right? Like, do it's I pick so- up my dry cleaning before or after I put acid in his brain? Yeah. Like, where do I go from there? Yeah, trying to create, uh, like, walking, like, alive sex slaves. Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, the... the I know that, like, you know, we ba- we've barely scratched the surface as far as, like, understanding mental illness to, like... like a six degrees situation you know what i mean but at the same time it's just kind of like it still fascinates me exactly what we're talking about the steps that had to be taken for he thought he could make a walking sex slave by pouring acid into a person's skull yeah like like, what he's like a diy scientist yeah i'm gonna figure this out (laughs) i mean it's against the law Did, did you watch the movie that came out uh Weird as fuck. I did not My because someone told me that. It was, and ever it, since that Zac Efron, Ted Bundy stillborn movie they yeah, made. That thing was weird too. That was so fucking weird. And I was just kind of like, wow, swing and a miss, guys. How yeah. can you take a subject matter as interesting and fascinating as serial killers and somehow make that boring? Yeah. Well, as I started watching it, it was, it was definitely from the perspective of the girlfriend or, yeah. or it was more about her. I want to say in the kid or something. Yeah. Well, and I understand that they wanted to go with the angle of like the, the novelization of like his neighbor that, the, that she was like, no one saw this coming. Like Ted was such a nice guy. Yeah. And I understand that that's the angle they wanted to go it with. Boring. But it's, <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Like, let me get this straight. He's a serial killer, but you decided to Star Wars prequel this shit and make it the most boring yeah. angle possible of this storyline. Dumb. But, Super dumb. So, okay, yeah, that's kind of how the My Friend Dahmer was. Okay, yeah, because my buddy said it was similar to the Zac Efron yeah. one, and I was like, all right, it's, I'll have to wait for a good review from one of my friends before I'll watch it's, it. It's worth the watch. If you okay. if you are into the Dahmer saga of his life, or whatever right. you want to call it, it's a piece of the puzzle or the collection that I felt like I need to see this, Fair you know, enough, you know man. what I mean? Like, okay. like, so when it comes up in conversation, I mean, uh, I don't, if there's something passionate might be a strong word for this, but if there's something you're interested in, fascinated by, yeah. um, having all those kind of things in your pocket to talk about and discuss and be like, uh, not not a card of like I know more, but of like yeah well, I, I'm well, really so into this. Essentially, like, I think I get what you're saying that it's like the movie is less a movie and more to help you kind of fictionalize the research portion of being into serial killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and you okay. kind of see like Sold. okay he fucking killed animals and he had like a weird 
wood shack in, right. in the woods that he like fucking dissolved animals and shit in and you know what Jesus. I mean like his parents were shitty parents like right. all of our parents kind of were we, right we, when we were growing I, up I and, have made I have actually know. made the had this conversation point with people that I'm like you know a lot of us had really shitty parents yeah and back then whenever they were doing the whole psychology portion of things they really put a lot of weight on bad parents but I was like I don't think if that's true a lot of us aren't getting enough credit for not killing people. No, like, that's a <laughs> fucking fantastic point. Like, I'm keeping it together. It's hard sometimes. Right. But I'm keeping it together. And not only keeping it together, like, you have a business now. Like, you've yeah. got a whole ass family. You're a, a cyclist, like, a sponsored cyclist. Yeah. Like, you cycle for a team and everything like that. And I don't know about you, but I know my my childhood was kind of shitty, too. And I'm just kind of like, I'm moving into a house. Like, I've got a full-time job. Like, I've got this project, multiple projects, that yeah. you know, and all that. And I'm like, not once did I think to myself, kind of want to kill some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, nothing like I get cut off, you know, and they, like you scream at them. That's the extent of it. Yeah. I didn't plan anything out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, never, never the craziness that happens in the world now no you know? yeah and that's a whole nother thing we could go down on oh we could hole. definitely we, we, we have like three or four different rabbit trails we could go down for the entirety of this podcast man concerning the psychology of you know childhood versus you know because i don't know about you i i told my old lady we had this conversation once where i was like it's a decision but a lot of people get confused it's not a one-time decision to take yourself seriously and do all these things mm -hmm. it is a daily decision to put those things first yeah. And so like that's that's what I mean by like people that like we used to be punks, you know, that were mm -hmm. just fucking things up just for the sake of fucking them up. Yeah. To now having things that we really hope no one fucks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like fucking things up in a different way. In a different way. You know, uh Man. I'm still. I, I I could get all. I don't. I don't know how much you want to dive into that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, dude, we're loose format okay. around here. So <laughs> recent small example. Recently, I got some piercings, and you can yeah, see yeah. them, right? Um. And I really that, didn't want to ask if yeah. uh, if those were new they're, or if I was like, just high that like, high all the time yeah. when we were hanging out like within the last <laughs> month. And I had them as as a young punk, I had right. the same ones. Got them again recently. Okay. And a friend of mine was like, "Ah, oh, it's a phase." I was like, "Bro, I don't have. No one can tell me what to fucking do anymore." So like right. now, I can fuck shit up because I'm the boss now. Because who the fuck's gonna tell you otherwise? Yeah, like if that makes sense. It like, totally I'm still does. a punk. I'm just like. Oh no! I got same. I got checks and balances now. Like I gotta like okay, I have to get this shit done. Right. But I can do it and look exactly how I want now. Like exactly, I played yeah. the system for a while. Mm -hmm. I clocked in. I wore a fucking polo sometimes. Right. I saw a throat tattoo when I did. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but I don't know. Like it's it's it is kind of dumb. This is gonna be a kind of a bad example, but uh, <laughs> at the end of SLC Punk, the movie, yeah, when yeah. he's like, I figured out you can make more damage in the system than outside in the of it. System, yeah, so like, exactly. like learning now, like all the shit I can write off for my business. I'm like, yeah, fuck you go. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not taxing me. I'm oh, what's right. that coffee. Writing that off. Right it off. <laughs> you know? No. And that's the funny thing too, is that it's like my full-time job is booking bands is, yeah. you know, I'm an event coordinator and shit like that. And then whenever I'm not doing that, I'm a bartender. So I still wear the same fucking clothes that I always wear. Like yeah. I'm moving today. So I'm wearing like track pants and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like normally, like when I come in here, I've got, you know, skinny jeans, boots, my fucking yeah. battle jacket. I've, you know, probably smell like beer and shit yeah. like that. You know, I mean, I quit drinking, but I still smell like beer because I still got to serve people. So yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that's the thing is that it's like if because, you know, for years I was always, you know, kind of like, man, first shop kind of took a weird turn on shows. Yeah. You know, there was mostly DJs or, 
you know, country for some reason yeah. and shit like that. I was like, man, I remember seeing some of my favorite fucking bands at First Shop. Yeah, I mean, like, I we should bring that back. There, yeah. And so whenever I started working there again, I was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to be in the system and I'm going to change it. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think, too, that that actually we can kind of use kind of segue into Mindhunter with that, because that's exactly what these guys are doing in the show. They're psychologists that work for the FBI. And they're kind of like, we already go town to town to talk about, you know, techniques and things like that. What if we dive into this particular portion of uh, crime fighting, I guess, like police work, you know? Yeah. What if we kind of dove into this thing that's this phenomenon that's been around that we don't have a name for for some reason? Mm -hmm. And so they they coined the term serial killer and all that. Is that that's right? Yeah. At first it was like sequence killer. Yeah, yeah, like they were playing with the the different terminology and things like that. So John Douglas is who the movie or the TV show is based off of. He's Mm -hmm. the actual FBI profiler that came up with everything we know as serial killers. Right, and he's he's also a consultant on the show, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mindhunter is a book, and I think we talked about that in Messenger, like, uh, I was like, man, I haven't read that. I'm gonna oh, have to. Oh like, my god! In the show, oh, oh I looked it up on Amazon it, like immediately after we we were messaging about it. I was like, I gotta read this fucking book. It's really good. It in the show follows the book, bam! Like right when and it well, brings and, up a killer, they're on point with facts and stuff. Like, right, like so anything that's happening in the show is essentially from the book. Yeah, but it, they just kind of like took some liberties and and extended yeah, certain of course. parts. I mean, and, they gotta make a TV show. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, like the two main characters in Mindhunter, I man, I can't remember their names. Like details like that, I don't right. fucking remember. But the well, so, but that's inconsequential in the end. At the end of the exactly. day, because you're just kind of like it's some fucking guy. Who, but I know yeah. what he did. It's you like, know? The, like the older profiler and the younger one. Whatever. Yeah. So the old surly motherfucker and the new guy who's possibly on the spectrum. Like <laughs> that's a yeah, totally. Uh, I believe I could be wrong on this, but I'm like ninety percent sure. Those well, are pretty good odds on this show. The, <laughs> those characters are both representations of the actual John Douglas. Right. So like his home life, because you have one profiler that has to deal with like his wife and his son at home. Right, right. But also being on the road all the time working and doing, he's very, he's a workaholic. Which is already hard, but given the work that he's doing, that's like a double fuck you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're trying Where, not to bring that craziness home. Yeah, and then of course, not to ruin anything for people that haven't gotten into it yet, but also fix your fucking life if you're not into it already because <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is one of the greatest shows ever made it in my opinion. so good. But he, in season two, it kind of does bleed over a little bit into his home life. Yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. Fuck around, man. That was some that was some rough shit. Like season two is definitely rougher to watch than the first season. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the guy that they're chasing for most of that season. Yeah. And never got caught. That no. that uh, the Georgia guy never got caught. Well they, they pinned no. some on him. No, he he got No, but uh, no, the the in the second season, like the guy that they caught he yeah. did commit some murders, but they tried to pin more on him to just wrap it tightly and be like, okay, we don't need to investigate okay, anymore. Okay. And the main guy is like, no, there's there's multiple cases. This isn't just him do, him against all of them. Like, he definitely committed these two or three, but yeah. we're talking about 16 kills that we were, like, investigating. Yeah. And it was essentially them being like, shut your fucking mouth. Just don't yeah. even, we're just going to tie a little bow around this. And send it on. Send it on. Yeah. We're good. In, in I want to say in the book. Or that actual scenario of those killings. Yeah. They caught the dude. Oh, yeah? And I want to say it was... Because a lot of times through the profile, they figure out 
this person's like obsessed with police officers or they, they like they, uh, Kemper. Yes. And Kemper yeah, was like, super into the whole police work side of things. And, and so they'll, they'll put themselves in the best investigation. Like yeah. they'll show up and they'll always be around. Like if does it's he like, go into why that is uh, in the book, they do. And they, yeah. they, they bring it up in the show here and there, but I don't kind I can't of remember if they like really, well, I think it was it. kind of almost a throwaway line that he uses to explain it. Like it was one of those, like, okay, we'll kind of explain it, but we're moving on quickly. But like, I I'm getting the vibe that we're both in the same mentality though, that it's like, no, 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 no. Go back. Like, tell me why yeah. that guy is so infatuated with police work and everything, especially considering what he does in his spare time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to me, that would be a total separation of my brain of just like con- the consideration of police work and the fact that I'm doing something that is possibly the most illegal thing yeah, on the planet. Right? You know what I mean? Like, why are those two things meshed in this person's mind? You know what I mean? I mean, like, if you think about it, maybe logistically, we could go this way. Um, if you understand who's trying to catch you as if the, all right. So the profilers are trying to understand who they're trying to catch, right? Like, right. That's the, that's the part of a pro, which is essentially what guys like us are doing when we read these books, when we watch these shows is to try and understand exactly. that mindset. And obviously we're coming up with bupkis because yeah, we're yeah. not profilers yeah, exactly, or anything, yeah. but it is great whenever they kind of explain what they've discovered. And you're kind of like, Oh, that, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. So like in the shoes of the killer, yeah, maybe they're interjecting themselves for one. It's an ego thing because they want to be like, all oh, these right. people talking about what I did, but also, how are they trying to catch me? What are their tactics? Okay. And how can I kind of trying to understand the enemy type thing? Exactly. Okay. And how can I evade that? I mean, maybe, you know, like, right. Like, well, and that's, I think what the, the other interesting part about it is, is that like everyone thinks they understand that part of things that it's like, ah, let me guess serial killer. So that means shitty childhood, tortured animals, all that. And then they go into it in the show that it's like, nope multiple types of people have committed these atrocities. Like Ted Bundy didn't do shit like that. Like he didn't have like that shitty of a childhood or anything. He was kind of a normal dude. Yeah. And that was this thing is that he was like under the radar though. He's fucking killing women and shit like that. But then going to work, like his fucking neighbor didn't even know about this shit. But that's the thing is that that was what was so fascinating to me was just the, the over overlying like, when you think you've got something figured out and then there are just a, it's like when people, I think I've got this. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's it's kind of like when people are like, I want to get into punk rock and you're like, Oh, you got street punk. You've got oi punk. You've got UK punk. You've got, and you've got genres that you can go down. Yeah. Yeah. They're all serial killers, but they've all got their niche. Yeah. Yeah. They're organized, disorganized. You've got all kinds of shit. You've got everyone from Albert fish who is wow. All the way over to like, you know, uh, the Green River Killer or something like that to where it's like you have multiple types of mentalities towards this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you watch the Ramirez docuseries they put on Netflix? Absolutely. Wow. So they were. I am not normally a guy that like I double check my my deadbolts and shit like that. Dude, after watching that, I checked every point of entry into my home, you know, like. Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy because he had he just killed fucking everybody. Everybody. He had no. He went across racial lines, yeah. gender lines, age, age everything, age, yeah. location. Like, uh, he didn't even stay within, like, a, a comfort zone. Yeah, he, he, he was, was just fucking was just doing everywhere. it. He was just doing it, man. And then, like, even down to the the molesting of children, but then letting them go. 
Yeah. Like, dude, they saw you. And that's why he was able to do it for so long was that it's like they have these profilers that they're like, all right, we're going to predict his next move. But with Ramirez, it was like, yeah, go ahead. Good luck, motherfucker. Like, and I love that the, the, the thing that they made a huge deal about was his shoe. That was the one thing. And they're just grasping it so strongly because it's literally the only thing that connects those things. They even got it down to like the one pair of black shoes in the the state or something (laughs) insane. That is fucking – that has to prove that it's like these guys are always going to get caught in some way, shape, or form because it's like – let me get this straight. This broke, smelly, awful person has the one pair of shoes – that like like that would leave this tread, and he left it at his fucking crime scene. What? What are the fucking odds of that? Right. Like, if you're out there listening to this, and you are a statistician or anything like that, and you can actually tell me the odds of that, please email me. Yeah, let's let's know because this has been driving me crazy. Like, you know, other people that what keeps them up at night is like, well, yeah. we got those bills, we got to pay. And yeah. Me, I'm sitting there, be like. What are the fucking odds that Ramirez had those shoes? Like, I'm fucking driving myself crazy right? with it. Like this broke motherfucker, they're pretty nice shoes. They're yeah. nice ass shoes. Like, why the fuck do you have these? They never say, right? by the way. Yeah, I looked yeah. into it. They never say they never, how he got these shoes. He just has them. Well, and, you know what I think it is? I invent time travel. Okay. And then to solve this itch on my brain, I travel back in time and go, What's your, are, you, are you Richard Ramirez? My, oh, thank God. Take these fucking shoes from me and now go commit your crimes. There you go. <laughs> you be light on your feet. Yeah. I like his whole uh, like 666 and pentagram shit on everything. Yeah. Just, just to fuck with people. Yeah, it had I, no meaning. It was just like, I'm going to put this up on the I wall. I do love, did, uh, are you into American Horror Story at all? Man, I, I know. <laughs> okay, I, I'm like. About I genuinely appreciate the consideration of like. Yeah. Do I tell them? To... Nah, fuck it. Well, I tried to watch it, and then I want to say like the second season started, yeah. and I was so confused. I was like, Dude, the what second the fuck season is going on. Okay, it's I like, I it... have totally broken this down. Okay, okay. With American Horror Story, I think it's you can totally judge someone based on their favorite season of that show. If they say their favorite season is Asylum. Do not fucking trust that person. Is that the... That's wait, the one that where they were in the asylum, and then later it's like nuns, and then there's the, the aliens, the, the and then there's possession, there's the fucking... It was just a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. Okay. And so I was sitting there watching it going, this show sucks. Like, this fucking blows. Is the thing... It's Is it all the same actors, and then a whole so different they, concept each yeah, time? Yeah, every season is standalone. So, I mean, there are certain things that come up in later seasons that are from previous. Okay. But it's nothing that'll make you be like, well, I don't get that. Okay. Like, you might not get a joke or something, but that's about it. Okay. But if they tell you, okay, my favorite season is, like, the third season, which is, like, Coven, it's... Probably one of the better of the seasons okay. because it's just it's an actual linear storyline that isn't like and now there's this little thing that is just for no reason added on. I like structure, man. I, I like love the, a good structured story. That show struck me as like, what the fuck? Like, I got to like, yeah, rethink my life. And not only that, like I had to like take a break. I was trying to binge it and I'm like halfway through being like, I'm going to go watch fucking Disney or something for a bit to just like, like as a fucking palate cleanser. Cause yeah. now you're doing like, it was almost like every episode was just like jam packed with like, if you missed it, you're like, well, why are they doing this now? Like yeah. what the fuck? But like the third season's Coven, and then the like 
all the way up to. But the the reason I brought it up was because in uh, the the last season that's that they've aired uh, before COVID, I think it was. It was uh, called 1984, and it was set in the 80s when Ramirez was doing his thing, and they take huge liberties with, with Ramirez, and uh, it's it's this whole thing. But in it, they kind of like make it to where Satan is what how he can do this, that he is full on fueled by Satan, wow, and he actually gets killed at one point, and Satan brings him back. Like resurrects him and the whole thing. That sounds interesting. It's really fucking interesting. Don't get me wrong; it is still American Horror Story, so they yeah. definitely, like I said, take a lot of liberties. And you know, nobody's thinking that it's a fucking documentary or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's definitely worth the watch for sure. Definitely worth the binge. Okay. But uh, I'm really excited in the in the Mindhunter type you know side of things because the new season means more information. Uh, like they're getting closer to BTK. Man. So, by the way, BTK is probably one of my favorite serial killers. Man, so I read Mine Hunter. Yeah, follow up is John Douglas's book about the BTK killer. Yeah, bro, I had to stop reading it. Really? Like I was having fucking nightmares. Like holy shit! Like it it was fucking up my life. Right, reading about that dude. Like, what's really fucked up is hearing you say that. Is like. book <laughs> Dude, i mean go for i it. know that other people are like oh well thanks for the tip i, I yeah. won't read it and no. i'm the fucked up guy yeah, read going, it. dude i gotta read this fucking read book it. <laughs> and then you know tell me what you think of it oh yeah I, oh it'll take me a while I i'm a slow like, reader <laughs> i don't remember how many chapters i got in but they keep coming back to the first family he kills okay and are you familiar with the oh yeah so what was the name of the family? Uh, oh, see, that's exactly what we were talking yeah, I can't about earlier. The name. Like, I can remember the, like what happened and shit like that. But I can't remember the name. Right. So he, the cops show up to uh-huh. invest the crime scene, and they keep coming back to when they find the little girl, and yeah. she's in the basement hanging. <sighs> yeah. And that fucked me up. He even just reading about it on the right? internet. Yeah. I mean, we both have daughters, right? So, dude. Yeah. So, and I think about shit like that, and it's the fascination I have with serial killers is like fighting my brain in my brain. It's like fighting the part of my brain. That's just kind of like, I cannot fucking read this because if I imagine my daughter even remotely near a situation like this, exactly. I'm going to burn the world down. Exactly. Like, so it was turning me into a paranoid, just, it, it <laughs> fucked me up. You're going to just turn bit. into a helicopter parent after Pretty that. Much, just like, dude, <laughs> like hovering. So like the cops come down and dude, I was getting scared reading just and it's, it's true. It's, yeah. a, it's not like someone's trying to scare you. They're just telling you an account of what fucking happened. Right. So the cop bumps into something in this dark basement. You know, oh, so, so let's go into it. Walks down the stairs in a creepy basement. There's yep. a fucking horrid murder scene upstairs. Right. So your nerves are on, you're, you're on edge. You're moving around with your flashlight. Your gun's pointed. Yeah. Boom. Something bumps you and sways and bumps you again. You turn your flashlight it's a child hanging by like a fucking cord from a pair of curtains or blinds yeah. or something like that. Her underwear down around her ankles yep. hasn't been raped, but someone has done something sexual yep. in, in that scene. It just, and they keep fucking bringing it up. Like, right. They bring it up that you read a little bit more and then they bring up the children getting murdered again. And it, and it just like, I almost think that it, it he, got like, he probably had to do it because it's like he wants to make sure that you understand 
the I'm, for lack of a better word, I'm, I'm but it's spot on the sheer evil that yeah. is BTK. Sheer fucking because evil. Because I swear to God, no matter what I've read about the guy, and it goes right back to what you were talking about. I'm fascinated by this guy. Yeah. Because for all intents and purposes, he is just on track to be just a normal fucking dude, yeah. suburban dad, husband, and all that shit. But he cannot control himself yeah he like tried for a little while he fell off the radar they thought he was done he was like he stopped murdering people for years for, for years yeah and then the itch became too strong and he had to go back yeah that psychology is fascinating to me it's an addiction i i mean i would think right i mean well i mean it has we, to be it yeah. has to be that part of the brain right they found like, all his like what drawings of like bondage and yep. not saying if you're into that stuff, you're a serial killer or anything's wrong with that. I mean, if that's your right. deal, cool, whatever, but well, yeah, dude, we don't kink shame. On yeah. This yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. This dude took it. Obviously yeah. there's definitely, realm. it's just like any kind of like if, cause you know, we not only listen to punk, we listen to like metal and shit like that. Yeah. We know about that offshoot of anything to where it's like, you can take this particular thing and make it into an evil thing or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, with bondage and things like that, that is on like that is checklist item for, you know, the the stereotypical, you know, serial killer checklist. Yeah, it's like a control it, right. or, or like pissing to bed or hurting animals or. Right. It, though, there, there are some things a fucked up mom or, you know, like, yeah, it's usually like a parent thing. There are things that they may not make everyone a serial killer, but serial killers right. all have those in common. Right. It's kind of like that, that, that running thing that I was telling people. I'm like, look, I'm not saying all Republicans are Nazis, but all Nazis are Republican. Exactly. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and if you're Republican, listen to the show. I don't know why the fuck you still listen to yeah, us. Like, <laughs> we're turning on me. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh... but I just, I, I think one of the things that is so fascinating about particular serial killers, not all of them. Some of them are actually kind of boring. Yeah. Like after a while, like as fucked up as that is to say, they did kill people. And I understand that. I'm not, I'm not like belittling what they did. Yeah. But in the sheer, uh, you know, research aspect of it, you know, if, if you can sum up someone's entire serial killer career in a paragraph, fuck off. I don't yeah. give a shit. Not, not that impressive. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> it, like Dahmer, Bundy, Gacy, all these guys have multiple books and studies and things like that. That have barely, in my opinion, scratched the surface as to the the main question that we all have: Why? Yeah, because like that's what makes them so fascinating. If you're obsessed with like the gore aspect of it or the the act and things like that, okay, you know, more power to you. You, you do yeah. your thing. Yeah, but that is in my in my mind the quintessential obsessed with serial killer question is always why? why? Yeah, because we can't wrap our mind around it. Yeah, because we're so taught not to do that. Yeah. And I mean, not even taught like instinctual. We don't do that. Is right. You know, I uh, mean, like most of us, you know, we have our past of like, I know we both have this a similar past in the, in the sense of violence, like, you yeah. know, going and finding fights and things like that mm-hmm. when I was younger, just to let off some fucking steam essentially. Yeah. But, uh, that is kind of, you know, that corner of your brain that you just don't understand going to. Yeah. And I mean, if you look back at like, this is a stretch, right? Okay. But um, think of when people were more in like a tribal environment, right? There was all you always hear about this coming of age or becoming a man type thing, right? So if we if rites I, of passage, and exactly. Shit like that. So if we both go back and go, okay, when did you get in the most? Fight? Oh, so my piercings, right? I took them all out 
because, because I, of fighting. Because I was getting into fights all the time. That's why I cut my hair short was because I started growing it out at one point and all it took was yeah. one guy grabbing my fucking exactly. hair to hit me and I was like, nope. If you look at my my pictures of me playing in bands from like my 20s, I have a shaved head most of it. Yeah. Because I was like, a mohawk you can grab onto and then wherever the head goes, the body follows yep. and then you get your ass beat. So and it's it's and that was the dress for battle. Yeah, all the time, all the time. And what's really funny is for me is the correlation of I got diagnosed with PTSD. The correlation of that time frame and how PTSD affects your mind. I have had PTSD this entire time, and that time frame was when it was at its peak because I'm constantly looking at people being like, "Are we fighting?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. People would walk in, and all I'm gauging them on is, "Do I want to fight that person?" Yeah, or, or are they going to try to attack me? You know, right? Like right. the mindset is, "Do I want to fight that person, or do I want to fuck that person, or whatever?" Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if a dude walks in with an old lady, and you're just like looking at her, being like, "I want to fuck that girl," looks like I'm fighting him. <laughs> like it was the weirdest mindset to have, yeah. but it made total sense at the time. And like looking back, we were all like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and if you weren't, like, you're probably a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, is like, if you didn't have that childhood, you're probably a well-adjusted adult. Like, <laughs> and you're like, that's so weird that they both had that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but know? I think that's the thing is that it's like with these serial killers, when they ask them about the things that they've done, there are those that they don't even believe they did anything wrong. They're like, no, I don't. This was this is what who I, I am. Yeah. And it's like they don't know any different. No. And it's like, uh. Another one that I'm wildly obsessed with is uh, Kemper because now he's just living out his days in prison. He doesn't kill other prisoners. He doesn't like he's not violent towards guards or anything. He's just sitting in prison waiting to die, essentially. And man, the way for one, the actor that portrays that guy is fucking awesome. Spot fucking on. I don't know his name, but all the things that he is in. He's also in uh, Umbrella Academy. And hold on. I got wiki pulled up. He's in something else uh, that I've. He's fucking awesome, though. I really like that actor. He's amazingly good uh, because, like, oh, I forgot there's multiple Mindhunters. There's the book. There's the (laughs) (laughs) shit. Uh, But, like, he's an amazing actor. Uh, Yeah. 100%. And have you watched any Kemper, like, interview documentaries? Oh, yeah. And, like, have you heard his tapes and shit, too? Yeah, he is spot on. It is insanity, to be honest. the Kemper thing of just being so... Is nonchalant the word? Just very the way that he talks about it. Yeah, nonchalant. Chill. That would be let's it Cameron Brent Cameron Britton is okay. his name. That's the actor. That's the actor. Okay. And he's just very like, yeah. So I cut off my mom's head and then I fucked her throat because I wanted her to know what it felt like to you know yeah be fucked in the or whatever. Well, no, uh, because what did he, he goes uh, after I fucked her head? Then I said, there. Now you've had sex. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, when that part happened, I got chills because of exactly what you're talking about. His tone. It just like. Like, it was like he was talking about a barbecue he went to exactly. last weekend. Like, He's like the I, fact that he was so like, yeah, I mean, and then I did. That's I, exactly what was so creepy about yeah, it. Talk about putting her vocal cords down the garbage disposal. Yep. Because like, yeah. he was tired of hearing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> and at the same time, though, that in a weird way is what makes it so fascinating is that. And by the way, BTK is still alive. Really? He's in prison. Oh, shit. I think. Don't quote right, me on no, that. I'll pull him up right, here yeah. in a second. But Kemper, still alive. BTK, yeah. still alive. Man, off subject, kind of. <laughs> the fucking, what's his name? The Zodiac? That movie, The Zodiac? Yeah. The scene where, because that dude never got caught. No. Or woman, whoever it was, never they, got they, caught. They're pretty sure they know who did it, but they never could 
they could, or something? They could get, yeah, it was all circumstantial. Okay. So the scene in the movie, I don't know if this really happened in... Like, right. Uh, but uh, From what I understand, they only, they took some liberties, but it was pretty, pretty straightforward and to the point, like, There's as like far as... a couple at, like, maybe a lake or a pond or something. That scene was so fucked up. And he just, like, ties them and then, like, stabs them to death. And, and there's nothing they can the do. The lack of ceremony is what really fucked me up. And you know, the, because you imagine that it's like this big thing, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. But just exactly what we're talking about, that he was so cavalier about how he was doing it, that it was like he was going to pick up dry cleaning or something. Yeah. Like, it was just so fucking just... Rolls well, up, takes yeah. some hostage, stabs him to death, and walks away. It was almost as if he's thinking of what he's going to eat afterwards. Like, he's just... All right. And then the faces that the that the actors in, in that scene... Yeah. They're laying there looking at each other, watching each other die. Yeah. Like watching, I mean. Well, and because she lived, right? Like he got the remember. extent. Of, I think it was he got the extent of it the first, like the what they call the the, the crime of passion where he's okay. just stabbing the shit out of him. And then, of course, but she's there, so she has to die. But it's definitely less of like the, the you know, less of quote unquote an atrocity or whatever. Okay. Or it might have been reversed. I, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. So, but, but something, I, I guess but something along those lines and the idea of living through something like that, fucking kill me. It, yeah. Just, if you're going to fucking kill me, kill me. I would rather that happen. That's how I feel like if I crash my motorcycle, I don't want to survive. No. But like, I, I feel like this be... would be a thousand times worse because yes. if you crash on your motorcycle, you're like, okay, well. I survived that crash. I guess I'm not riding my motorcycle for a little while. You can kind of take your yourself away from that situation yeah. a little bit. Most of the the serial killer like survivors, it was like I was walking home. I was in their case, we were having a picnic at the lake. You can't take yourself away from that situation because that serial killer is now in every situation in your life. Yeah. You are never going to feel safe again. Always looking over your shoulder. And I'm sure it would like, I'm sure some survivors do end up eventually feeling safe again, but I'm sure it took a shitload of therapy. (laughs) Think about people that get fucking abducted. So that's my biggest, their home. That's my biggest fear right now is getting abducted. No, my, my children, my children, Bro. That makes, dude, I am constantly, because my it, kid, well, and we have similar situations in yeah. that because my kid lives with her mom. Yeah. So it's like, dude, if my kid gets abducted from there, I can't, eat, there's nothing I can even I can do, do about I'm that. Like, what do I do? Go to every door right? in, in, in the world until oh I find God. her? Oh, don't get me wrong. Bro. I'd do it. I would, right? if, if I felt like that's the only way, cool. Let's yeah, get started. I'm coming unleashed. Oh, yeah. I've told, ever since my daughter was born, the, the reoccurring thing that I tell people is like, I would storm the gates of hell for that kid. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. You want to, man, have you seen the movie Felon? Felon. Which one is that one? Uh, Val Kilmer's in it. And no. there's another dude. He's in, I can't remember what other movies he's in. He's like a B list type actor. Like, you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen that guy. That but, fucking guy. But you cool. don't know his name. But Val Kilmer's in it, and he's like his cellmate. Val Kilmer's character, though, this is the important part. Like, okay, why are you in jail? Val Kilmer, his character, someone came into his house, raped his wife and daughter, and Whoa. killed them. And it was like a horrific thing that they right. like described. And he went and killed everyone in those killers' bloodline and them. Wow. Like, in, in the story. Like, I doubt right, this is right, true. Right, right, right. But, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's happened somewhere down the line. <laughs> but imagine Oh, I have no that. doubt. So, like, I don't know. I'm not going to say I I don't know. No, no, no. I, I will beat you to it. I 100% would be that guy. Okay. Like if go. something along those lines, not even that brutal were to happen to yeah. my daughter, 
someone's fucking paying for this. Yeah, yeah. Because no, my daughter. I look at my daughter, and all I see is just this this beacon of innocence, and just she's an amazing thing in this on this planet. Even if she wasn't my daughter, I know that's why I look at her that way. That it's yeah. she's my daughter. But looking at her, I also just it. I get boiling rage, angry at the idea of things of exactly what we're talking about of this guy finding a child hanging from the basement ceiling. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that that is something that I have to that has to occupy my brain. Yeah, that that's a possibility enrages me if yeah. I think about it too long. It did. It keeps me up at night sometimes. It shit, really shit does. Like that. I'm like, don't be a helicopter. You know, like don't. yeah. So I just try to instill like. You know, make good decisions. If you want right. to learn how to fight, like I'm not super tough, but I understand the dynamics. Right. Of it. Like, All right, uh, here's how you make a fist. You know, like, <laughs> like you know, it's important to, I don't know, just confidence. I, I feel like yeah. confidence, like getting into an altercation. I'm a little person. Um, you know, maybe Man, the, maybe the way I look. As but far that's as the like, thing is for me, as far as like uh, people who have been on a bunch of fights versus those who haven't. If someone looks at you and thinks like, "Oh, I could probably take him," they have not been in a lot of fights because skinny motherfuckers will fight until they are a puddle on the concrete. <laughs> like, exactly. like I would rather fucking go after that big beefy fucker because one good shot on him and his ego is not going to take it. He'll be like, "I'm done." But I, whatever it is about skinny motherfuckers, <laughs> you guys do not quit Scrap until them. you've been made to quit. Like, <laughs> so like, yeah, like walking into something. If you just stand your ground, a lot of times it, that'll diffuse any situation. Anything, right? So kind of teaching, like, hey, have confidence. You know, oh, someone's yeah. least likely to abduct you if you look like. You, it, it, it comes back. I watch a lot of wildlife documentaries. Yeah. So when you initially were like, hey, this is going to be about TV, I was like, I watch YouTube. Pretty much, pretty much it. all the time. That's yeah, about all I watch. But I watch a lot of uh, like you. Do you follow me on Instagram? Yeah. You see all the nature's gnarly shit I post. Oh yeah, so dude. I, watch, I, I, I actually started stuff. following them because of what you were posting. I was like, you said something. I think in one of your posts you said something about like, dude, this is nuts. And it's not even like they post this shit all the time. Like all you time. weren't you weren't like automatically sharing all their posts. You know what I mean? Like it was every once in a while, but it was still pretty regularly that you yeah. were posting this. So I was like, fuck, I got to see how much shit. And some of that shit is so fucking gnarly. It's brutal. Bro. The one that I like that it still sticks with me. I probably think about it once a week is the it's like it's like a, a still camera. It's like a hunter's camera. And it's pointed at this trail. And out of nowhere, this moose starts walking onto the trail. But he has just got out of like like just ran away from like a mountain lion or something like that. And his rib cage is just exposed like you can see the muscles moving as he's walking and like there's stuff hanging out of this fucking moose and wild i'm sitting there watching this and i'm just like dude i'm obsessed that is the most metal shit i have ever seen one of them is nature is metal (laughs) yeah yeah i follow that one too dude it's fucking nuts i think it's nature is gnarly and then the other is nature is metal yeah yeah and it's uh for those of you who are like i have to i have to follow this both of them are all one word right yeah on instagram and it's not only pictures, it's videos, it's, it's, dude, it's like, it's all of the things of like Crocodile Hunter, if he were more into metal and punk. Like. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's super, if you, if you, you know, it's one thing to look at the, the image, like the yeah. images are usually high definition, like right. amazing. Yeah. You can zoom in and everything. But if you and like read, they always put informational facts yep. about the animals that are not only this. what happened before, but what happened after, yeah, like it's, even down to the statistics of like, which animal, like. African wild The dogs. likelihood of this happening again and shit like that. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah, like it's... So I... To kind of back up, I I watch a lot of that. 
yeah. on YouTube, just animals hunting each other. So animal, a lion's not going to go for this giant crocodile. It's going right. to go for the, the smallest, easiest catch, right? Right. And that also plays into the whole serial killer thing, exactly. too. Exactly. If like, you go back to, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. That not, primal when, nature of the brain, you know, yeah. like. When I started, I mean, I love having tattoos for one. Art's cool. But yeah. also, when when we were younger and getting into punk rock, you could walk down the street with a mohawk and someone would drive by and say, hey, you know, I don't like saying the word, but yeah, the, the F word. Yep. Um, oh, no. I, I, I don't. I try not to use it because I don't think it. Should oh, no. Exist. Yeah, that's that's definitely I've, I've always told people like, yeah, I have a fucking sailor's mouth. Like, I swear consistently there are very few words that I refuse to say. And yeah. that is definitely one of them. We're because not talking about that. fuck. We're talking about. A yeah, we're talking word. about a different word. So, and for so those of you that don't know that word. Wow. What a privileged life exactly. you've led. Like, <laughs> so like walking down the street. And carrying weapons with you because someone sees you with a mohawk and they'll pull over and try to fight you yep. just because you look different. Like yep. those days have gone away. I feel like for the most part, yeah, tattoos are like it's normal. You now. know, your fucking school teachers have tattoos now. Exactly. You know, I train like, a teacher that has tattoos, and I'm like, yeah. what a weird. It's there's and he's like young, and I'm like, what a weird yeah. thing. Dude. Like yeah, I always, I'm always just kind of like, when did that change happen from our teachers to what's out there today? Because like weird. it's insane, yeah. but like. As far as like with your daughter and not being one of those preyed upon animals as to what we're using as yeah, far as yeah, that, yeah. Uh, what, what, are, what are you trying to, because I'm probably, I'm interested because I might try and do the same thing with my daughter. Uh, well, for one, looking the way I do probably helps a little bit. You right. Know, like, I already have like, resting fuck you face, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I've always thought the tattoos is kind of like war paint. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. You look like you might be able to handle yourself. Well, I don't know you about look- you. When we, were, when we were kids, me and my brother, we were always told that, like, only convicts and and like you know yeah. thugs and shit like that had tattoos yeah i believe my my grandpa was quoted as saying tattoos are for pirates and hookers <laughs> like that was how I'll i take that right <laughs> and i just remember i'm six years old watching the animated peter pan yeah and like that guy there's a scene where a pirate is like flexing his chest he's got a, a pirate ship tattoo on his oh, chest really? and he's cool. flexing his chest to make it look like a, a uh, it's moving or like it's moving cool. and I remember then and there telling my mom one day I'm gonna get tattoos and you'd yeah. have thought I told her I'm gonna be a fucking serial killer because yeah. she was just like you can't do that don't yeah, do that right? I'm six years old and I've already understood a <laughs> yeah. part of me like I'm already like I know a little bit about who I am yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but this is the direction I'm going well and I think between like my kid's mom and me I you know I know that right now my daughter is you know the most beautiful thing on the planet yeah. and she's so just adorable, but I know she's going to grow up to have just this fuck you attitude. And I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be great. I already know I'm going to take the brunt of it and I'm still excited. I'm like, let's see it. (laughs) That's kind of, you know, so my daughter will wear, she wears these fucking rain boots with everything. That's like these like galoshes things. So it's like her uh, security thing. Like she likes to have those. And and, and she gives zero fucks about style. (laughs) Like, she cares all about style, but gives zero fucks about what you think your what style should be. What you think about her so, style, dude? I we went to Starbucks the other day, and she came in. She was wearing like this like crazy princess dress thing. It was fucking huge. Like yeah. it had this like wire thing in the bottom, so the bottom was like what huge, dude? Like this big round ball gown. <laughs> and I was like, is that what you want to wear? She's like, yeah. And she has like normal clothes on under it, so it's like falling off and shit. And but she's nine. She she's. She's trying to figure out who she is. Right. So I'm not, we grew up in Oklahoma that suppressed that. And it was like, here's church. This is what you need. I refuse to be like that. So 
Yeah, we were the to, bad kids because we refused to go by that. Like, exactly. Which is so fucking weird so, to think about now. <laughs> I try not to like, so I'm like, yeah, that's how you want to look? You want to wear your hair all fucking crazy? Like, do it. Cool. You know, if, <laughs> if you're comfortable being yourself because that creates confidence. And I never had confidence Absolutely. as a child. No, we were we were bred and beaten to not have that confidence. Exactly. To where they were just like, no, 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 you are who we say you it are. It was hammered, conform, conform, conform. Now, and I think that's what that punk fury came from it was born from that you better fucking conform and you better do it now or else and we were of the the mindset of or else what yeah fucking do it motherfucker i mean after and i you know people that are like i'm tough i beat you up or whatever you know i'm like well after that what do you have in your pocket yeah like okay you can punch me but after that what do you have yeah you know so fuck i mean unless you're a serial killer then you've got yeah then you have uh maybe a scalpel a drill something along those lines so to to kind of answer your question of like how you, how how would I combat that? Yeah, in instilling it, just like letting her be herself, is what I think you could know, like, do wonders. Yeah, you know, like just be confident in yourself, and back to being preyed upon. Confidence usually pushes that away because people that are less fair. likely to walk up to the confident guy or girl or whoever. Well, and, and in my research of serial killers and everything, half of them, you know, you know, with Ramirez accepted because we were just talking about he didn't he went over all kinds of lines. Yeah, yeah. But Bundy killed a shitload of women simply because and the, the, the way that he picked them was they looked like a girl that once rejected him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that is so fucking weird to me. So it's like, if you are going off of your individual style, instead of trying to conform to a certain look, it might save your fucking life. Yeah. Like, you don't look like anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, I don't look like anyone else. I look like me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's all the point, man. I like that. I'm well, because it's, and that's the thing it's for me is that it's like, you know, that, that conformity that we were, we were so, they were so adamant about it. Of like, well, you're never. My my favorite whenever I started getting two tattoos was you're never gonna get a job. Yeah, and I'm like, well, then fuck that job. Why would I want to yeah. fucking go to that job? Then I don't want that job. Right, and it's just like and and, that job doesn't deserve me. Fuck you. Right. Yeah, and it was so weird that that generation had this duality of fuck you know the my, take this job and shove it, but at the same time. Hey, you're gonna have to kiss some ass to get it to get up in this world. Right? And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Pick one. Like <laughs> Dude, and they're still like that with everything. With everything. everything. And the worst part is that it's like they are just one hundred percent knuckle down, like doubling down on we are still right. Despite Dude. the fact that the world is seriously looking at these people going, No, you're not. You're a fucking more man. Uh, I I'm going to say one thing about current society bullshit. Happening. Oh yeah, please. So I don't want to get too far off on it because we could go on and on about it. Homie, um, as far as I'm concerned, we can let this fucker go for as long as we need to. <laughs> right. I don't, it's my fucking podcast and ain't nobody going to tell me Dude, how to do exactly. it. <laughs> all right. So we got this, uh, we're on the same page of, all right, guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Right. Like that yeah. happened. Oh we're, yeah. We're all very excited. All counts. Super stoked. Super Fuck stoked. that piece of shit. And I hope they throw the book at him. Exactly. So I'm leaving my gym, driving down the street and the day of, or the day after, I mean, that he got, that he got, uh, the verdict. So it had to been like yesterday. Was it yesterday? It what, was yesterday. Was yesterday no, it was 420. Okay. So what's it? He so, got the verdict on 420. 420. Cause I remember smoking an entire okay, joint with a go. smile on my face. So <laughs> yesterday, the 21st, I'm driving down me. my birthday. Oh shit. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Bro, damn. <laughs> fuck bro. I never brought you a coffee. Shit. I owe you one. <laughs> um, so I'm driving down 21st in this, some jackass is driving with a big, like, American flag, but has, like, the blue line on it. Oh, you know, yeah, like one the, of those bootlickers. Yeah, and he's driving with that, like, 
obviously to protest the verdict. I'm like, dude, you are so fucking out of touch with humans. You Absolutely. So, the Dunning Kruger effect is real, man. The Dunning Kruger effect simply states that the less you know about something, the more you think you're an expert on it. Ah. It's fucking, yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, so Republicans? Great. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, we, like, that's the thing, though, is that, like, when shit like that happens, right? Let's say it's, like, me, you and I politically kind of, I've always thought that we kind of have, like, similar yeah, yeah. Ide- ideologies towards politics and what have you in the sense that we don't think anyone should fear for their life by just existing. Exactly. And so, but the thing is, is that like, if we were given new information about something that we were so deep seated in, right, you would reconsider your position. Of course. Because that's what being an adult and a person is. Yeah, you go, okay. Is constantly evolving and and bettering yourself. And learn. These people do not do that. Now, I I have to go ahead and make this caveat because, you know, I have met some cool Republicans. They just kind of have, like, Republican tendencies. So I'm not talking about all Republicans. I'm talking about this niche group of Republicans and conservatives who are Blue Lives Matter, who are... Oh, we're on the side of the cop who killed someone. How the fuck are you on that guy's side? Yeah. yeah. And it's always just baffled me. And it's and it's almost like I'm fascinated with them in the same respect that I'm fascinated with serial killers. Because I really am of the mindset, like, how does your fucking brain get you there? Yeah, yeah. Like, why, like, why, is, why is that okay in your brain? Like, and exactly. Like, I, I think it's probably a good time to distinguish I don't think it's okay for serial killers to kill people. Right. You know, um, I just think that they've already done it. There's nothing I can do about that. It's fascinating how they got there. Yeah. And they've been, most of them, I feel like convicted or killed or something or something. There's not something has happened, you know, but okay, now we can go back and look and maybe one day they go back and look at this dipshit that killed George Floyd and, yeah. And they're like, and it's like a puzzle piece to the psychology of, yeah. And they figure out, and maybe moving forward, they can profile officers Right. You know what I mean? Go, okay, this person meets this criteria. Watch out Do for this Do they dunk. give cops psychology? Like They fucking should. I don't they know. Have, I, I don't know if they, so they this do, is one though. Things, That's the part that I'm freaked out I about. I don't know a lot about it, so I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, like. I, I remember being I younger, know. and I almost uh, wanted to be a cop. Really? Yeah, not for any other reason other than someone told me that it's like, it's really hard to lose your job. <laughs> well, I mean, Apparently, you can fucking kill people, and you don't lose your goddamn job sometimes. Well, if you look at the, like, the Mindhunter guys... Right, you know, like doing that, like yeah, catching people, putting puzzle when I was in the together. military, I was always thinking that that would be my next move, yeah, and then I got kicked out of the military, so oh, shit, bro. <laughs> so you know, it, hey, man, I like to party at the time, yeah, 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 fun. <laughs> you know, but like, like I that think, part of being a uh like in that what do you call it, a cop or a four or whatever the four. well, yeah, he that the, would be the distinction is there for me like though because like and when I say a cab and shit like that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and I totally mean that by the way. When people mm-hmm. are like, I'm like, all cops are bastards. They're like, my dad's a cop. I'm like, oh really? Fuck your dad. How about that? <laughs> oh, he's a good cop. Well, ain't that fucking good? Because they're still shitty cops. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And so, but that's the distinction to me is that like agents seem to. You know, they don't have to do that busy work arresting, you know what I mean? Ruining people's lives just to make a quota, you know what I mean? Agents are pursuing actual violence and crime, whereas cops are like, I'm kind of bored. That guy's taillights out. Let's ruin his fucking day. exactly. And so it's just one of those things that it's like, and then the taillight turns into 
a YouTube video. You know what I mean? Like it happens that fast in today's America. It's fucking crazy. And it's funny to me to think that it's like we're sitting here talking about serial killers, which everyone was obsessed with in the 80s when Ramirez was on his rise again. Everyone started researching, you know, serial killers, Gacy, mm-hmm. Bundy. These were all around 80s. You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously they kept going or whatever, but the, uh, America as a whole were obsessed because it was something they were dealing with. Now, what we're dealing with is less serial killers and more fascists. You know what I yeah. mean? It's more police. It's more bootlicking Republicans. It's more like it's this weird mindset that I'm no longer afraid of people. I'm afraid of the establishment. Yeah. And what they are capable of because we just got a president out of office that was on the side of the killer. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's insanity to me. It's like being a kid. In school and always wanting to meet the president because it seemed like such a cool job. Like, right. this dude runs our cool country. And then you get older and you're like, wow, our country's shit. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> I don't want to meet that guy. Like, what a fucking dork. What a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> um, and So we're kind of on the subject of, or you brought up like in the 80s. So yeah. serial killers are very much like a 60s to 80s. The 60s Well, and I mean, late. like a little bit in the 90s, I guess. But you remember in the 90s, we had that influx of Christians again. Like we started having a little bit of that born again influx. Okay. So I think a lot of cults, a lot of cults. And then so all right, I'm going to there's the Unabomber show. Have you watched that Manhunt about the Unabomber? No, I'm saving Fucking that one. Amazing, dude. That I, Manhunter. I'm real weird about it's almost like uh, have you ever been eating your food? Like you've got your plate right and then you save a bite for the end because you know that's going to be a really fucking good bite. Mm-hmm. There are shows that I'm saving for that end bite type shit Dude. to where I'm like, all right, here we like I get in these moods where that. I'm like, all right. The the newest one man hunt is good too. It's not as I don't think it's as I heard good. the second one wasn't as good. It's like it's it's dope, but I feel like the production quality was might the, be is the second if I'm remembering right, was the second one the 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 robbery where they had the collar on that guy? Uh, it's it's about the 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 Olympic bombing and then the oh bomber. okay I'm thinking of a different thing then so they're both about bombers oh, okay um, but um the, again though Unabomber Unabomber horribly fascinating yeah crazy like you can't that help. dude he's like super smart see that was the thing though is that it's like with him the part that's scary is the line between intelligence and psychosis and the you know the duality of having both and do you have to have one for the other and like. If you go down that rabbit hole, I guarantee you it's hard to get out. Yeah. It really is. You'll he go down a, do- down a doom spiral a little bit. <laughs> he was, like, too smart for his own good. Like, he so was. So smart, he became naive. Ugh. It's almost like the uh, uh, in the Marvel movies Ultron. He gets on the internet for 30 seconds before being like, yep, humanity's got to go. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's scary is the more you learn about humanity and the way that we handle things and the way that we are just naturally – you kind of get serial killers a little bit more like because most of them have that vendetta of, you know, with the exception of, you know, like Gacy or Gein or anything like that. The ones that are almost like Punisher mindset that they're just ridding the world of evil. Yeah. And in their opinion, that means people. Yeah. They're like, uh, what's the word? Vigilante, 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 vigilante. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to do, there's another docuseries. I want to say it's on prime. Yeah. Or it's maybe I accidentally bought a channel on the fucking. Whatever, the future is weird thing. because yeah. we can definitely do that by yeah. accident. I'm like, wait, I own what now? Yeah, so it was something like that. But it's about so back up, back up. 
serial killers were our problem years ago. Right. Now we have mass shooters. So, yeah. you know, it went from hunting one person at a time mm-hmm. to now I'm just going to kill a bunch of people all at once. Right. Almost like more efficiently. And then kill myself and get the fuck out or whatever. Or so, unless he's white and has a gun, he'll he'll get picked up by the cops yeah, with no bruising or anything. Take like, him for a <laughs> fucking diner snack. Yeah, they'll home. stop off at Wendy's for yeah. him and shit like that. Like, oh, how's jail? It's great. It's great. Uh, take a number one. Yeah, Thanks, everyone's Dave. so nice. Yeah. I still uh, got frosty on my lips, you know, like fucking hell. <laughs> so there's a docuseries about survivors of these mass shootings. Oh, wow. Fuck, dude. I can't remember the name of it. I almost don't even think I can watch that. It's, it starts with the Aurora, Colorado, where they're in a theater. Oof, that fucking crazy haired kid comes in, just yeah. starts shooting. Dude, it starts. Them again. The, I can't people, wrap my mind. I can understand the part about like. Hating people around you. That is inherent oh, yeah. in like everything that we've been talking about people with punk suck. and metal. Yeah. People suck. As a whole, we can all agree people suck. Yeah. But to go from that to having a plan of where to go in and just how to do the thing, like, because these people plan this shit out. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, what? Like, what? Again, what kind of shitty day do you have to have to be like, I'm going to go into a movie theater? And kill a bunch of people. Like, that is nuts to me. It, but to them, that seemed like a logical next step. Yeah, it's like, okay, this makes this made sense. So now this next step right. makes sense to get there. And, or they they do idolize the serial killers in the opposite way that you right. talked about earlier. Um, Whereas we, like the psychology, they are obsessed with the act. The act, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, it's, that, that's, a, that's a fucking gnarly one, though. It goes... See, there's Aurora. Man, there's one. They show it. It's like a. That's got to be the saddest thing ever, though, that it's like you can't even remember some of these mass shootings until yeah. someone brings them up. And you're like, oh, fuck that. Like, oh, I forgot about that There was that some one. that I was like, I don't even remember hearing about this. Yeah. There's one that was like a company luncheon, right? Like, yeah. They're, they're all, they, the, the, say Joe Mamas. Like, we all work at Joe Mamas. Right, right. And they rent out the Cox Business Center and we all go have lunch in there. Yeah. Well, there's a picture of like 10 people. All around a Christmas tree. Yeah. Literally seconds after this picture was taken. And they show the picture and then they start highlighting this person died, this person died. And all but like one person survived. Seconds later, bro. Like a picture. Like click. One Mississippi. Someone comes in. One of their coworkers. Who's in the picture? Who's in the fucking picture? He's in the picture. Oh, I want to say he was in the picture. Now, left, I, it's a very came right back in. It's a very weird niche obsession, but I am obsessed with pictures that are only creepy after you know what that picture is. Yes, I am obsessed with it. One of my absolute favorite ones. The picture itself. I'll go ahead and describe the picture, and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. So it's like let's say it's kind of an open floor plan house, right? It's cluttered with shit, and the picture's taken from a dining room of an old woman on her phone in the living room by a window, and her head is down. Pretty candid photo, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is Ted Bundy's mom talking to him right before he got lethal injection. And she's saying to him, you'll always be my little boy. Wow. Right as that picture is uh, taken. And bro. that picture lives rent free in my head forever because I saw the picture. Share and that I, with me. if you. Come oh, absolutely. I will definitely look that up because yeah. it is. I haven't looked at it in a while and I want to make sure That's that I'm sad. still remembering it. Right. You know, That's sad. but I, I'm, you know, everyone wants to think about Ted Bundy and he's another one of my favorites because he's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But 
I was obsessed with reading about his mom because you never think about that part of things. His mom has to live with the fact that she raised one of the most notorious serial killers and everyone's thing is shitty childhoods make for serial killers. Yeah. Whereas you look into his childhood, it wasn't that different. Like he was just a normal fucking dude who decide who got rejected by some chick. I, I have a theory that he was just like a simp before his time. You know what I mean? Like, if Ted Bundy was around for Facebook and shit, he'd be the fedora milady motherfucker, you know? Like, <laughs> but I, it's just, but so the picture is like in front of a Christmas tree and it's seconds before? It's it's soon. Uh, seconds might be an exaggeration. It's, it's like. Well, but still, yeah. I want to like, say it was like picture, killer, leaves. There's like a door right here. So he took the picture and then leaves to go right after the picture to do the thing that to he did. To get the gun from his Jesus. car or something. Comes right back in and just everyone's like eating fucking chicken fried steak or whatever. Wow. You know, comfort food at a, at a Christmas lunch. Right. You're just and a, just wow. and just like rips through the whole place. And then his wife comes in through like another door and starts ripping people up with bullets. What? Is, it's fucking insane but it's a whole like that's every, a natural born killer dude, shit every episode is something fucking insane like that wow i'm gonna have to look this up dude, my favorite part yeah. about this episode is that normally we only do about an hour we're almost at an hour and a half no shit yeah my bad, bro. No, no, no 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 that's not why i brought this up it's because like i said i don't fucking go as long as i need to this is my goddamn podcast yeah. like I, i'm not even kidding i do the editing i do the posting i do all of it for okay. this podcast oh, dope, so dope. like all the people that are in charge of like sounds tooth they're hearing it with everyone else you know right, <laughs> Hell yeah. but the thing that is i think i i was prepared for this part because Serial killers are possibly one of the most interesting things in existence. Yeah. If if you're into like the psychology of man and things like that, serial killers are a treasure trove of psych- psychological like goodies in my yeah, opinion because like I'm obsessed with like I you know, I think about this shit when I get high sometimes like I'll just be sitting there smoking and then I'll be like I wonder why I did certain things. You know what I mean? I wonder like if after I'm gone and someone's reading my story, you know what I mean? Not not that I'm going to make it or anything, but if someone's yeah. going over my story and they're just kind of like, then he did this and then he did this. I would I would love to hear like, well, you did this because of this. You okay. know, the, yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. that like you would never think about that. It's like, well, actually, because of this one outing that you had with your family, that you had a good time. That's why you did this when you were in your 30s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that shit's so fascinating to me. It comes back up. And oh, yeah. Subconsciously, it's always there or something. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're kind yeah, of yeah. leaning on? It's yeah. just always in your it's always affecting you, man. I've got it's kind of off subject, maybe, but <laughs> I've got. I've got a quit. I got a theory or something I want to bring I up. Fuck, okay. I have to hear it. It has to do with cannibalism. Oh okay. shit! All right, so not to be like I'm vegan, but I haven't <laughs> I haven't eaten meat in like two years, right? Right. And but this is also why I share the nature is gnarly stuff because I think it's yeah. important to show nature is gnarly, bro. It's absolutely. Like, people, whether you agree if they should eat meat or not, like that's not my platform to tell. That's not my, right. Whatever I do it for a completely different reason. <laughs> but animals fucking brutally murder each other daily consistently like they eat each other alive it is fucking insane like that's why the I watch screams it. that you could hear from yeah. nature are insanity because i want to i want to remember like i'm lucky you know right. like, i don't have to live like i'm that. a person and i'm not in like you know a third world country where i could yeah. die at any well i mean 
America's yeah, quickly yeah, becoming yeah, one yeah, of those, yeah, but yeah. you know, especially after this episode, considering how how often I've just said fuck Republicans, right. like someone's going to be like, oh, you. is that what we do? Okay, that's, hold that's on. Shh. <laughs> so, okay, um, my wife owns a nutrition business now, uh-huh. and so she's you know we we talk about the effects of food on our bodies, okay? right? So, pork, mm-hmm. I want to say is. As far as nutrition, nutritional value and how it affects your body digestively, I want to say it's the least good for you out of the meats, that, right? Or, or that that we eat on a general like right on the on you know, a regular chicken, basis, steak, yeah. turkey, whatever, like the things that most people are going to. Well, yeah, I always look at pork as like a, as a little treat. I don't okay. eat it often because of exactly what you're talking about and all that. And so, you know, so and Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction, <laughs> he doesn't dig on swine. He doesn't. So. Okay. so but we use pork to replace heart valves, uh, to tattoo on, yeah. to practice, um, maybe skin grafts, things like, I, I, I right. might be wrong on that, but. It's so closely relative to human anatomy that we use it for those things. All right. So I'm about to wrap this all together. Wow. What if eating people, what if eating pork has the same effects huh. as being cannibal? I know I doubt that has ever been studied. I, but yeah, I think that would be a very that. niche study for sure. So but <laughs> you talk about things that keep you up at night. That fucking question, bro, it came across wow. my mind. And well, I'm, now it's going to keep me up dude. and all of our listeners. And, right? Like, <laughs> so you, it gets so close to humans. Even like, the, I like, wonder, pig, like pigs are one of the smartest animals. Right? Yeah. I wonder. Now you've got me wondering right? about that. That so, is so fucking cool. I wonder, like eating people. If it and has see, this, this is why we're obsessed with serial killers yeah. is because our brains do this shit. And it's like, instead of being like, well, that's a weird question and, and I'm not going to pull any further. My brain is one that's exactly like yours. Like, I have to know. All right. Well, let's take it. Let's take it. One more. This is coming <laughs> to brain. All right. So, so food is fuel. Food is medicine. Blah, blah, right. blah. We can go down that whole thing. Well, like coffee. Right. I'm holding up a coffee cup right now. Or, uh, or <laughs> We're going back to quotes and shit. <laughs> or, or alcohol. Like our brains start to adjust to that chemical balance right. when you eat certain things or you ingest certain That's things. That's exactly what we're talking about, the evolution of man. Your yeah. your brain evolves to what it has so in front of it. You like take Dahmer. Right. Like a practice cannibal. Right. Right. Like I don't know how many people he ate, but motherfucker ate people. Yeah. So it's really not a numbers game when it's eating people. <laughs> right. You can just eat the one and yeah, you're like, a cannibal. You're like a bite, you're a cannibal, bro. <laughs> so like, okay, Dahmer eats person. Right. Maybe there's a chemical change. In, Dom, his, in his brain? Like, like maybe it affects you. You know what I mean? Cause like, like it affected his psychosis. Possibly. I mean, because when you wow. eat certain foods, like certain hormones. That's fair. Get, get re- like when you eat sugar, you get like a, a stimulant dopamine dump, That's, right? Yeah. So when you eat wow. when you eat meat, you get like an excess of like inflammation versus when you right. eat vegetables, you feel... It, it, we could go on the nutritional oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. Like blah, blah, blah. Wow. I've never thought of that. So think Cause like... Pos- it, I mean, because he did progressively get worse. Yeah. Worse and worse. Like, and you may get first, more sloppy. So like... Yeah. Like you're now the fuel... Granted, he probably didn't eat enough... You know, maybe well, it wasn't I mean, like I got you don't my... exactly become one of the most revered serial killers by by taking it light. You know yeah, what I mean? And every like, one of them has said got like my rice, you know... my fucking corn, my <laughs> fucking frozen dick out of the refrigerator, you know, tube steak. <laughs> well, no. And there are people, too, that have made the argument that it's, you know, well, you eat animals. Why is that different? And it's like then you have the conversation of things like the the idea of the soul and and things like mm-hmm. that and so that's there's a litany of things you can go yeah, from yeah. there to like you know you can rabbit trail and all kinds of shit and I think what it is is that since that subject is so taboo and there are so many people that don't even want to pull at that thread 
that's what makes it so interesting because nobody wants to talk about it. This is the first time I've really brought it up. <laughs> I haven't talked to Sam about it. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, I, mean, I have no doubt in my yeah. mind that Sam has entertained oh, these oh, thoughts yeah, of yours. Yeah, we, we, we go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. But For like, as like sweet as she looks at everything, I have no doubt in my mind. She's like, yeah, nope, serial killers. Like, yeah. that's just... <laughs> dude, dude, she... She bought me like a backpatch that says just Dahmer. It's like my top rocker on my, Hell yeah. my battle vest. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I think it would be an interesting study how ethical that study might be. I don't know. Well, but, but see, I've always I've I don't know. I'm of the mindset that uh, ethics and morality really shouldn't come into play in certain things like that, because if it's just the research of the cannibal nature versus exactly what we're talking about, that like the nutritional portion of psychosis and things like that. You know, if you can do it without hurting someone, why wouldn't you want to do that study? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't we want to further our knowledge of the world around us? And that is our psychology is in fact a part of the world around us because we affect the world around us. So, I mean, imagine that coming out, imagine that study coming out and going eating pig is the same as eating people. Just say theoretically that happened. Dude, Fox News would have a fucking field day. <laughs> what do you think people would do? Do you think people would be like, oh, fuck it, let's eat people now. Or, oh, I shouldn't eat pig. Or, fuck, I'm going to eat pig more. Like, I think that know, would I be I love a... eating pussy. I want to eat pig. You know? yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, what happens? Like, then what happens with society? Right. You know? like, I, I, there was a girl that I used to fool around with that she used to make that joke all the time. Really? She used to say, she'd be like, I love to swallow so much, I feel like a cannibal. And I'm like, I really wish you didn't say that, actually. Uh, This is going to be weird from now on. (laughs) Wow. But I think, honestly, though, you know, I've watched certain things like, okay, uh, the Marvel shows. Have you watched any of those? The Uh, Falcon versus Winter Soldier? Yeah, I'm caught up on that. But but when he's talking about the super soldiers and how they, you know, were experimenting to see how far they could take that and shit like that, people bring up the morality of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, if it's affecting an entire human life, in, in experimenting and things like that. Like I'm not suggesting we go out and murder people to eat them and see what happens. Exactly. But if you're able to, you know, maybe synthetically induce said chemicals in the brain to see the reaction then or anything like okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. the morality is no longer an issue. You know what I mean? Because then no one got hurt. You're actually just testing things. But like, I, I don't know, man. Like, do you think morality and ethics would come up in that? Like, mm. Yeah, I mean, it has to come up. I mean, it's going to come up because we're Americans and someone's going to bitch about something, you know, like it it doesn't matter what the study is. Or And I I, I mean, we literally have we have fucking vaccines out right now that can stop this crazy shit that's going on that we've been dealing with uh, for a year. will not get them. They refuse to not even like, Oh, it's not available. Homie. It is free. There are so many programs that you can get hooked up with for a free shot and they refuse to do it. So I thought about this uh, analogy. It might be a stretch as well. So (laughs) the biggest argument is it hasn't had that long to been, to been tested. And even at first I was like, I'm not against getting a vaccine, but I mean, it kind of, you know, like they fucking (laughs) threw this thing together, bro. Right. But okay. The first TV fucking sucked. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But no one gives a fuck when you had no problem with it. Even though TVs have been known to like kill people in certain cases because of like a weird thing, like an explosion happens out of a TV and it killed some fucking people. You know what I mean? But, when a new TV or new PlayStation comes out, people don't give a fuck. They nope. just they just go get it. Yep. You know, 
Like exactly, you, yeah. you get the correlation I'm trying to make. Absolutely, here. It's like, like there, it's it's just it's a fact. weird line in the sand to have that it's like you will go out and and even I can even take it a step further. It's a brand new stove or refrigerator. Yeah, you didn't even do any specs on it. You didn't, you didn't research, research or anything. There, the guy at Lowe's told you it's a good one, and you went cool. Yeah, and you took it home. And this dude's like farting and crop dusting the floor. Right? You know, like he's working for like twelve dollars an hour, yeah. and you've just trusted like. Everything you eat to this guy, exactly. Like, so, uh, and and I can see the argument being made as, well, they've had time to perfect it, so of course it's going to come out good. Well, si- I was listening to NPR, and this is what got me li- thinking about it. I listen to NPR right, right. usually every morning on my way to work, and they were talking about uh, CRISPR, like how they figured yeah. out how to like slice the DNA. So they were talking about RNA being like the new billboard instead of or okay. po- poster child for uh, molecules versus DNA. I don't know. I'm trying to understand it and remembering <laughs> as it's going. But basically, these motherfuckers have been doing it so long that they don't need years and years to do it now. Yeah. It's like making another TV. They know what works and what doesn't right. to an extent. And so all they, that, so they it's can, like one of those, like the only limit is your imagination, essentially. Yeah, like, 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 what okay. do we need to do? Cool, let's do that. Yeah, it's like, okay, we know we know all this shit works now. Yeah. Okay, we got the tools in the shed. Let's knock it right. out. Right. It's not like they're reinventing the wheel every time they make a Buick. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they know how to do it. They're going off of what's been done in the past. They're building on that. Exactly. And I mean, they're... Dude, yeah. The shit they're talking about with the CRISPR thing, like like I said, it was like a fucking ten minute drive to work. Yeah. So I was trying to like absorb all this information. Um, well, and NPR is really good at doing that too, where it's just like it just ropes you in with whatever the subject matter is. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're listening for like twenty minutes. I'm and sitting go, what outside. The fuck? Going, I gotta get into work and open the gym, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. But all right, it, it's it's worth something to check into. Absolutely. Right? As far as they were talking about, like, I don't know how how moving forward they can like cure diseases and stuff because oh, they yeah. can like go in RNA basically is the communicator for the cell. So it's someone's going to listen to this, but he's fucking wrong. Probably. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but I love that you think that someone who understands <laughs> genetics and, and the base of molecules, listens to my fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't, but just like what I was trying to put together, you know, right. Um, it, what it sounded like was like RNA does all the communication. And so they can basically use that. To right, like communicate through these like little strands of right because it's it's through the act of like the manipulation of RNA and shit like that, right? Like I the guess. something along those yeah. lines, but but I just I it just blows my mind, honestly. It really does, and I I absolutely stand behind that. These people who are refusing this are just as interesting to me as serial killers. In yeah. that, I don't want them around. It's just that their shitty psychology is fascinating to me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> man, how can you not? How are you how, like this? Yeah, how? Yeah, how the fuck can you not get on boat with it or on board with this shit? Like, well, it drives me crazy. The, the like we're all having fun and loving each other and like having a good time and trying to prop each other up and like be successful. And you just want to be a dick. (laughs) Dude, the one that I always use is I'm like, dude, I don't understand it. My buddy was like, why? I go, okay, let me break it down to like one statement. He goes, okay. I go, we all die. Yeah. That should be the end all be all like connecting. Like you're a human being with your own perceptual awareness of the, of reality that is around us. Yeah. And so am I. Let's be friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, right, let's. It all sucks. Let's make it not suck as much. Man, the older I get, the more I think about dying. Yep. And I mean, enter fitness and everything that I do right. now. 
was like, okay, I want to. I should this. probably extend this a little longer yeah, than like, I thought. Like, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like, we're talking a lot about death, so I guess this kind of rolls into. Like, oh, it's definitely in the wheelhouse of this episode like, for sure. <laughs> when I'm looking at my children and go, one day you will not be a part of my life, and I right. will not be a part of yours. Or looking at Sam and thinking about that, like. Oh, I look at my partner all the time. I look at Brittany and I go, dude, one day she's going to die. Like I, you know, we all have our moments of existentialism and what have you. But the weirdest part about falling in love with someone is that your existentialism is now extended beyond even the initial uh, existential terror that you had. Because now you're looking at this person that's your world and you're like. Well, now someday you will die. Yeah. And it's one of those things. And it's like, if you, it's again, if you go down that rabbit hole, you know what I mean? It can really fuck you up. <laughs> Dude, it's, it, but it grounds me, you know? Oh like, yeah. It's definitely like, a motivator as well. And that's get, why I'm, I am who I am today. Yeah. Be, and not necessarily because I, you know, I feel like I have to impress my partner or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's essentially because I don't want, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to word this wrong. I don't, I love her more than I've ever loved a person, you know, in in that respect. And I don't want, I want to bring my A game because to me, she's perfection and I am a piece of shit. Yeah. So I got to fucking up my game to even get near that echelon of, of her amazingness to me. And of course she's going to hear this and then see me and be like, fuck you you're awesome or yeah, whatever yeah, and i'll yeah. be like yeah whatever according to you i am yeah. to me i'm a piece of shit so but, but that's what makes you awesome like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> we can go round and round on this round round, <laughs> well you know what let's let's go ahead and wrap it uh joe right. did you have fun dude i had a fucking blast i could talk to you all night bro fuck yeah <laughs> i always like to ask guests if they had fun because at the end of the day you're like yeah we can get more listeners or whatever mm-hmm. but if the guest didn't have fun what's the fucking point yeah i love doing this stuff uh hell yeah it's been a long time since I've got to be in a situation like this. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you, one, thank you for making me feel like any kind of relevant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, uh, and, oh, dude, you're definitely relevant. Are yeah. you kidding me? And that's my favorite part of what we were talking about earlier is, you know, if I bring up the hive or, you know, yeah. pink eye or something, they don't know what it, if I bring up Joe my side and they don't know who the fuck that is, I'm like, we ain't going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> It'll be like, there's certain names that I can say if they don't know who they are, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but uh, I did, I got you on the show too. And just for all of you out there as to, you know, Joe, coming out and everything like that it's because we were talking about possibly booking you for yeah. some more uh for more, more music and whatnot over oh, at first shop i'd love to it's been a long time to uh, since i've gotten to get out and tell my stories yeah dude songs, and and so. you know what i i don't know about uh, uh other people as far i can't speak for everyone but i know i've fucking missed them man i'm, I'm ready to get back into it Yo, same I've, I've already gotten contact with like i said mike williams uh i got in contact with ryan wallace from penny mob see if they want to come out and 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 play again, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. can Penny Mob come out and play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, they're all fucking, you know, doing their damn thing, and I respect that. So if the answer is no, you know, I totally yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those like, I'm I'm brimming with excitement about what it is I'm trying to do with First Shop's yeah. music and things like that. And uh, if you're listening and you haven't been out to First Shop in a while, just know I'm the one booking shows now. So Hell yeah, I'm excited for. We're, we're we are not doing this shit. That's like you know things that I don't want to listen to. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I will book whoever they tell me to, but also <laughs> I'm gonna bring the funk, bring the noise. You know. Yeah, fuck yeah dude. <laughs> But, uh, Joe, I mean, dude, so, hey, tell the people what, uh, we've been up to that, like you, you, you got your, uh, your gym now, right? Yeah. I own my side fitness, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny cause it 
came from the silly name, you know, <laughs> from being a punk and getting into right. fights and partying, and now it's like the name of a business. So exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. Like it always just sticks with you, it and it leads to other yeah. things in your life. Yeah. You know. And now it's a. Uh, now, do you have a a, a website? Website mysitefitness.fit. Dot fit. Yeah, okay. I, I and so the dot com <laughs> trying to buy a domain. So I went with dot fit. Now, can they get, can they like, you know, get on there and like sign up for your gym and everything on there? Or uh, so I do like one-on-one personal training sessions. Uh, okay. So no, yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, it's not like a, like a planet fitness situation. No, no. It's like, it's, like a training situation, yeah, right? It's a small studio basically. So uh, essentially if they want to become better serial killers, they could come see you. Yeah. I make you tough as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody getting away from you. Yeah. So, uh, I have a personal training certification, working on weight loss specialist certification. Hell yeah. Uh, sports performance enhancement. I can do cycling coaching. Fuck uh, yeah. And you, you also cycle for also Pentabike. Pentabike. Who's Pentabike. O- which is owned by our buddy Don Morgan. Yep. Uh, who was a DJ that led to him cycling. I yeah. love seeing where like it's crazy. All man. my like punk and like music friends ended up and like how well they're doing. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Pentabike's cool because... It's for one. The logo's dope. It's a bike. The logo is so that, fucking that looks cool. Like a pentagram. It's a bike pentagram, dude. And if that's not enough for you as the listener to look yeah. into pen a bike, I don't know what the fuck right? we need to sell this with. And it's a uh, all the dudes on the team. It's a small team. All the mm-hmm. guys are fucking great. They're fun to hang out with. But we're all like kind of the misfits of the cycling community. Hell yeah. For like cyclists are generally like doctors and lawyers and construction kind of douchebags. Honestly, you know? yeah, they're very yeah. like. <laughs> A lot of rich white dudes, you know. Right. And well, and that, I mean, with all the gear that you have to buy half the time, no fucking wonder. Sport, yeah. yeah. But uh, then, then there's us, and we're like tattooed. We're, right. Like, <laughs> we're not as serious. Like everyone puts these stickers on their bike that has like, like a flag, like, right. like your country, and then your first initial last name. So mm-hmm. mine would be like J. Dufresne with the American flag. Well, I put like. I had one made that has the Tulsa flag and it says fucking dork stamp. And I put it on my bike <laughs> just to like, you know, poke fun at people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, I love it. So like, I just love anytime, like the, the status quo of what is expected of someone in a certain area gets fucked. Oh, dude. I love it. I love it. It's, it's I like, why? It. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Getting into punk and, and all that is that it's like that mindset is what brought us there in the first I place. Love it, dude. I love doing everything quote unquote or not or what quotes the wrong way, <laughs> the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I just do oh, it. Oh dude, uh, me and my old lady were moving into our new house, right? It's yeah. over on uh, 21st and Yale and the neighborhood oh, that, that we're moving into Those is a are dope over dude. There, it is yeah. so nice. That's cool. We, we absolutely do not fit in, in this neighborhood. And so like I show up battle jacket, skinny jeans and boots. Yeah. She's in a leather jacket with a Hellraiser shirt Fuck and skinny yeah. jeans, colored hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going into our house and I'm start, I just start laughing. Out of nowhere. And she goes, what the fuck are you doing, you psychopath? Yeah. I was like, these people are, th- are going to think we're casing this fucking house. Yeah. Like, that we're robbing this house. They're, that would be the first thing they think. And it, yeah. there's no, like, way that they think the first thing. Like, oh, they're moving in. Look at our neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be like, he probably has a switchblade on him. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I do. No. <laughs> and I do. But, yeah, dude, uh, you know what I think? I think what we're going to do is we're going to see how uh, little time has to go by before I can book you again yeah, for this podcast, yeah. and we'll just we'll just do it again. Man, this is fun. I needed 
just a good conversation. So Fuck thank, yeah, I dude. Appreciate it. Thanks for having well, me. Well, hell, man, we're it's we're cool. always available on binge. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday! Congrats on what you're doing. Like this is legit. Like fuck yeah, people can't see this spot right now, but like I pulled up, I was like, oh fuck, this place. It's is an nice. actual it's studio. A, yeah, you know. <laughs> not to say I didn't think you were capable, but like no, this is not actually the first time this has come it, up. I mean, most cool. most of the time, this is the first time it's come up on the actual recording. Okay. But it's always like we'll stop recording or something. Like Andy said the same thing. Like uh, a few comedian friends of mine who haven't been in the studio before mm-hmm. have said the same thing they're just like i don't mean this in, a, in an offensive way i'm like dude it's really hard to offend me these days yeah, yeah. but they were just like whenever it was you and it's your podcast you almost just expect like i don't know like a basement or something <laughs> where you've jerry-rigged a fucking mic <laughs> to like a laptop and yeah. i go dude no offense taken because that was that was first draft of i was like i'm gonna get yeah. this podcast out one way or the other <laughs> yeah this is cool man i i well, I'm fuck you. Yeah, like, I'm like proud it. of what you're it. doing, motherfucker. Thanks. You own your own business. Like, all that shit. Like, it's weird. Well, I think what it is, too, I think it's weird because, like, we both know about what we used to do. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can picture the two of us at the max taking shots while the sun's still up. And <laughs> yeah. it wasn't our first. No, yeah. And it was like, I think you were going to work and I was on my way into my job. And it was just like, yeah, I got to get a little bit lit before I go in there <laughs> to owning your own business, having my own projects, shit like that, that yeah. it's just, but that goes back to what I was saying that it's like, it's a constant decision. You have to yeah. completely and totally make that decision every day. Yeah. It's had, not just made it once. You I know, I had a friend that, said once and i'm not trying to keep this going and going but yeah fuck them if they if they stop listening fuck them fuck fuck <laughs> right they, they had said uh like when you're in love with someone like that person wakes up every day and decides to stay and with picks you, you every yeah, time every like they don't have to they don't know? have to and, and so, i've consistently that been that guy yeah I, and it's not for those of you out there that hear what i'm about to say and think that it's like needy or whatever go fuck yourself I continuously, I'd probably say like, if not once a week, once every other week, I'll look at my partner who I'm, I'm wildly head over heels in love with. And she is me. We talk about it all the time. And I will look at her dead in the eye and go, you still love me? Oh yeah. You have to check because yeah. it is a continuous decision yeah. every day. Obviously it's a lot easier for me to make that decision because she's gorgeous and perfect. Right? Yeah. But like, but it, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's you're in love with someone, whether it's playing music, whether it's you're a serial killer, you yeah. are consistently making the decision to keep something in your life. Yeah. And I, and I will die on that hill yeah, for I, people that are out there being like, well, the world's just mean to me. No motherfucker. You made the decision. The world's mean to you. And you've yeah. continued to make that the world decision. Is what you make it. Society had a record. <laughs> you like that. to see how I was naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, hey, man, uh, we're going to talk after this about getting you booked and everything like that. We'll get like a time frame and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, if you see something on like my Facebook or you hear on the podcast, uh, Joe, my side's going to play for a shop. I guarantee you, you do not want to fucking miss that. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it. Well, and uh, for uh, Mr. Joe, my side, I'm Terrell Norton. This has been Binge. And you know what? As always, if you want to email us about any little thing, it's bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. Tell us to go fuck ourselves. I don't give a shit. Like, just fucking send the email, man. You know, say what you got to say. But as always, if you hate us, go fuck yourself. Uh, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Have a good one, guys.